XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
Oh, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez Show. On what science is now calling a Tuesday. Or as we now like to call it, the National League three in a fucking row sitting on top of the interleague struggle. I feel like dick. <clears throat> you look like a dick after backing those guys up. I still back them up. You know why? Fuck it. Yeah. Why? Because you live in a world with no pitching. You live in a world with no pitching, and everything looked like the fucking... Uh, American League games look exactly the same as the Home Run Derby. Like, hey, just groove one. Let me hit it out. Look. Fucking Verlander reigning <coughs> Cy Young Award winner. What about that? Hey, you look like shit yeah, yesterday. Your side. You got- on your side, sure, over there. <laughs> of course he is. What the fuck happened? What always happens? It's a fucking constant now. It's three <laughs> in a row. Oh, I feel like dog shit, man. Really? You care that much? It hurts. It's fucking... It's, it's embarrassing. This game matters. It's this embarrassing. Game, this fucking game matters. Home field advantage is fucking huge. Forget even home field advantage. Just the fucking fact of one league is way better than the other. One league... Just one game. Uh, went out fucking, what, six runs in the first inning? Yeah, five, six. That's like a fucking softball game. <laughs> That's the funny thing about it. I saw it was like at the fourth. I was like, all right, maybe we can fucking pull out of this. No, nope. I know it was over. <laughs> nope, it was fucked. I know it was over. Those guys were fucking doing one-hitters in the fucking dugout. <laughs> no one gave a shit. Uh, up on the iBank today, it's the prep site for the Ron and Fez show. Uh, to me, one of the greatest moments in the history of baseball, when they forced Chipper Jones to be Newt Rockney, and he gave this drab of a speech. Stirring. Guys belong here, all right. Doesn't matter whether you're 19 or you're 40, like me, all right. We are all equals here. One, two, win three. That's a winning streak. We got an opportunity to do that tonight, and I am not going out losing my last one, all right. So you with me? Yeah. Uh, fuck you. Sure, Chipper. They should have brought Al Pacino to any given Sunday speech. That would have been better. Yeah. Inches and, inches and feet. Or That's what all it's about. <laughs> I don't know whether you guys, any of you guys saw Serpico. Um, it is so funny when someone... It, it's almost like when like you're at a friend's house and then, and then they'll go, well, why don't you do the prayer? <sighs> Dear Jesus of food. Thanks for this stuff. We're going to... Eat. There's potatoes, I see. There's a meat dish. Yeah. It's already awkward enough eating at someone else's home, Lord, but you put it upon yourself to now have me speak, speaketh your wealth. Um, it was very, very fucking funny, though. And when I saw that, I'm like, the fucking National League is just going to lay down on this prick anyway. I want the guy from Indianapolis. He called and hung up. I hope he calls back. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. There's something perfect about the All-Star game, though, the way it comes midsummer. You know, it's not some end-of-the-year thing like with football, and obviously you're not worried as much about getting hurt, so guys are really playing. Hell yeah. Um, let's go over here to Derek in Utah. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, the reason uh, Verlander had such a hard time last night is because he's uh, banging Kate Upton now. What? God bless him. Kate Upton pictures up. It's uh, on the iBank today. It's Kate Upton in her underwear. Oh. Um, oh, boy. 
Let's go over here to uh, David. David. Uh, hey, Ron. Yeah. I was wondering how somebody at Dan Grab got a nickname like Chipper. Um, I think that he had that since he was a little boy. I don't know whether they saw Fargo and his dad's like, I'm going to stick you in the chipper, boy. I don't know what happened. You know, my uh, one of my producers from years ago in Florida actually played against Chipper, pitched against him. Oh, shit. And bragged about it every day. You know, right, yeah. Like, Vinny phone callers gave him shit. He goes, look, in high school I pitched against Chipper Jones and I fucking done it. I go, what did Chipper do? He goes, oh, he ripped my tits off. He just fucking... <laughs> He just fucking went yard on me every time he came up. Could you imagine any of those guys when they were like high school age? Just the domination. They were probably hitting 850. Giants among <laughs> children just destroying the ball. And you know, there's always one guy in the neighborhood who's like fucking light years ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And yet that guy never makes the pros. Yeah, I know I knew a guy made a double A, but he was the, a monster in fucking Little League. He destroyed oh, yeah. it. Double A ball players are fucking great. You're just like, well, you blow because you're not like Jeter. <laughs> um, that's the worst thing about being a fan is that you act like people suck when they really don't. Just better than everyone else, but yeah. just playing against other fucking ridiculously talented. He's just a guy who made a fucking error at a crucial time. Bullshit. The guy's a choke guard and scumbag. What's he even doing there? Trade him. Fuck him. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're in Manifest. Hey, buddy. Hey, I gotta ask a question here. Who was the blonde, kind of dressed up like Marilyn Monroe behind home plate? They came to add one special little feat in that row for her. Yeah, that's uh, Gina Lola Brigida. And they made it all happen for her, and they made everything come together. It was really, really nice. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, up on the iBank today, and, you know, we're not used to the checkpoint stuff. Uh, we heard this from a lot of uh, truckers in Texas, where they get stopped as if they are at the border, but they're 100 miles away from the border. That There are places in the country where the police will just stop people. And it's not like a Dewey check. It's not like a... It's, no, no, it's no. Just... It's just like, who are you? Where are you going? That's weird. You know, where were you born? Just checking up, I guess, to see that you're an American. Um, this guy went in a different direction. Uh, we'll play a little bit of it for you. And he's videotaping himself. What's up, man? How are you doing today, sir? Good. You a uh, citizen? That's my business. Well, it's our business to ask. Are you a citizen or not? You can ask. That's fine. And you have to answer me, Ralph. Mm -hmm. I have to detain you until you can either tell me that you're uh, Well, I don't have to answer you because I have a... Uh, Rights as an American. Sir, go ahead and pull over there. We're behind that other vehicle. If you do me a favor. Yes. No thanks. <laughs> I'd like to just go on my way. You, you can go on your way as soon as you tell mm -hmm. me if you're a U.S. citizen. Well, you know, I I didn't know that I have to go around proving that I'm a citizen. Do I need to like show my papers like yeah, the Nazis so it's or? Immigration. Check. I'm not. Am I immigrating somewhere? Or is this Mexico or? Huh? Well, well, let me ask you this. You know, is this Nazi Germany now? I have to show my papers. It's a simple yes or no. Or we can detain you here until we figure mm -hmm. out whether you're a U.S. citizen. 
Well, you know what's what's more simple is the fact that my freedom is a little more important than you seem to think. And that, you know, setting up checkpoints where people have to prove that they're a citizen is not something that America is supposed to be about. So I'm not sure if you understand that. Huh? No. He doesn't want to tell me a citizen. Well, I'm just, I mean, I'm just driving down the road here and I've been stopped for some reason and I'm, you know, you supposed to, uh, no thank you. I want you to pull up secondary, sir. No thanks. I want, I want to go free on my way. Okay. I'm, you know, here I am just going about my own business and, you know, I don't need to stop at a checkpoint where I have to prove who I am because this is America. Okay. You know, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, did I stumble into Mexico or... Is this still United States? Okay, well then therefore I should have the freedom to travel unmolested because okay. I'm in America here. So go, go ahead, go. Go ahead and go where? Going on the road. Okay, see you later. See here's the real funny part about that too, is like at first you're like this guy's being a dick, he's gonna get in trouble. But you can see that they're going, hey. No one's ever called us on this, but yeah, we're not really in charge of making you pull over there hey, you and ask to. him what you're doing. It's really funny because the comments are up on the iBang, and it kind of runs back and forth between what a great patriot and what a dick. Why don't you just show them, you know, your cards? Uh, but he claims this happens like three times to him on the same drive. That, that doesn't make any sense. The traffic must be crazy if they're pulling over car after car after car. He actually says that he gets stuck in traffic jams because this stuff goes on all the time. What? What's happening where they have to fucking check just random drivers' no, shit? I've never seen that. One time I was driving into California and we got uh, stopped and we, uh, me and a buddy, and we're like, what the fuck? We're fucked, yeah. right? Because, you know... We were fucking taking something out there. And they're like, do you have any fruits and vegetables? <laughs> and we're like, what? Wait, what? Huh? What kind of trick fucking question is this? <laughs> you know, and we're like, no, man. Why would anyone drive around with fruits and vegetables? Weird. Well, what, what we, we do have that? foilage. I'm not going to fucking... <laughs> it's in the trunk. And then there's also a box that's taped. It's the wheel well. <laughs> the fucking wheel. As if that isn't the first spot. Yeah, right? I know exactly where they're not going to fucking find it. Right fucking here, dude. But uh, I guess that this checkpoint stuff happens in the in the Southwest uh, quite a bit. I here. say just answer the question. Those guys are just, you know, they're out there in the Texas heat or wherever this is. But his point is don't be. Now I would I, I I get where you're coming from, but I rem, I was uh, once a year the full UN is in New York City, yeah. and then when that happens, suddenly there's guys with automatic weapons two blocks from my house. It's nuts. And I'm walking to work, and the guy goes, uh, "Sir, can I ask you where you're going? I'm going about my business." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you suddenly feel like, wait, you're acting like this is at my home, and it is. I get that you got a job to do. You're protecting these foreigners, but they don't have shit to do with me. I live over here. I'm the one who lives here, not you guys. Um, here is uh, Patrick. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. I commute from uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, to Alamogordo from the Air Force. And uh, every day in my commute, 
We're like 45 minutes from the border. I got to go through one of these checkpoints. And it's a joke. Every, all they do is they ask you, are you a U.S. citizen? You say yes and you keep going. And if you look white, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy will certainly. Uh... No. Came off as U.S. citizens. Some an accent. Uh, but that wasn't enough for them. Uh, let's go over here to Mike in Arizona. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, yeah. out here in uh, Arizona on uh, Interstate 8, they've got one between Yuma and Phoenix. And I've been pulled across the side in that one where the guys actually, uh, it's, it's like an hour from the border. And the guys actually asked me where I worked with the name of the company on the side of my truck. And they, they ask you these weird, inane questions, and then I, they've actually pulled me over to the side and wanted to inspect the truck a couple of times. And they're nowhere near the border, and they're just stopping everybody. And they actually look for drugs. They're not just checking for citizenship. Which is fucking crazy. I mean, yeah, that insane. is just fucking uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. the whole there was thing... actually a guy at the one in, in Arizona. There was a guy that actually got tased because he refused to answer their questions. And the Arizona DPS showed up and tased him and dragged him out of his car. Fuck. He was a Baptist minister somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. And they, they tased him and dragged him out of the car because he wouldn't answer their questions. Uh, all right, let's go over here to uh, David. David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I, I get pulled over at the same stops, but I, I think it's all right. You know, I have no problem with it. I don't get pulled over probably as frequently as your last caller, but it's on known smuggling routes, so they've got a probable cause to just Pull over the traffic, inspect who's who's there. I, I see. I disagree because that's fucking uh, Nottingham fucking forest shit. You know what I mean? That you're traveling along through the forest, and here's the sheriff's men who want to look in your wagon and Run under your, your robes, and that's not the fucking point of this whole deal. The whole point is is not, hey, we have problems, so we're going to harass private fucking citizens. I don't think I'm being some psycho fucking right-wing radio host when I'm going, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not talking about black helicopters. I'm not talking about some shadow government. Illuminati. I'm just saying a guy driving down the fucking road is minding his own business, and until he fucks up, we've got to treat him as like, like he's an innocent dude doing his own business. But it's it, a simple it's a simple question on a known crime route. Yes, but he's not a criminal. You've got to somehow feel good about being a fucking citizen. You know what I'm saying? You have to feel like, hey, these rights, like when we sit around and do the whole Memorial Day and they fought and died for our freedoms, blah, blah, blah. This is one of them. This is almost saying to anyone who's ever fought in a war against the Nazis, ah... You know, some of those rights you died for really don't matter that much. I think it does matter that people are treated as if they are innocent until something uh, comes up. Uh, here's Tim in Florida. You're in Memphis. Yeah, Ron, uh, right after 9-11, I'm uh, traveling. I was Coast Guard like your brother, and I'm at an airport, and they asked me that question. Is anybody unknown to you put something into your luggage? I'd like... I don't know. I can't answer that question. Well, just say no. I said, I can't because of the way you said it. Three hours. Because I had three hours of nothing to do. <laughs> you I, had time I, to kill. Yeah, I had time to kill. Yeah. And uh, so we sat at the table and went back for three hours. You would have loved it. I wish I could have taped it. But, you know, you know he, here's, the, here's the thing that, you know, for on Fez's side. Uh, 
All right, Fez, let's just go with this, right? Okay. You're saying because crime happens uh, that everybody's a suspect, correct? Right, yeah. So what if they decide Chelsea is a place of known prostitution and drugs and guys walking around in Chelsea uh, are going to get fucking shaken down? Because you're riding on a fucking float that started because guys decided you're not going to come into bars and start asking us for ID. You're not going to fucking come into bars and ask us what we're doing there. We're fucking minding our own business. If this thing was happening in Harlem like this, people would be outraged and they would have a right to be. I would be on their side. But for some reason, because you're saying it's just a white dude driving along, you're like, hey, why don't you stop being a dick? I don't think that they should be doing it, period. Somebody fucks up, yeah, go question that guy. But if they're not, I, I don't get the point. Uh, Ian in San Diego, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, hey, um, just the checkpoints down here in San Diego are, are ridiculous. Um, I'm on my way to work in, in rush hour. They, uh, they pull this shit where they... You know, they, they pull all these cars um, in the middle of the road. They have the border agents up there. All you do is you inch forward, and they look at you for two seconds, and they wave you forward. Anybody that looks like they're out of this country, they, they pull over, and they hassle. I mean, I got people that I work with from America here, and they get pulled over if they haven't shaved in a couple of days, and, and they look uh, maybe a little swarthy, and it's, it's just completely look, ridiculous. if you're coming back from Mexico, if you're coming back from Canada, I understand we're we're saying that we're tightening up the borders and we're doing this and that. Everybody gets that. If you're a hundred miles away from the border, That's fucking nuts. Driving the fuck around, and people are going to pull you over and ask you what you're doing there for and no reason, where you're going and who your parents are. No thanks. I don't get it. Now, if you watch this video, it happens to him again a little while later. It just keeps happening. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to uh, Ryan in Texas. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, yeah, I uh, I drive and work in the south part of Texas, and it is an annoyance, but with the amount of drug trafficking that's going on, as well as, you know, the illegal immigrant problem, it, it it's a form of deterrent. And, yes, it is annoying. But I'm going to tell you, you pulled over handcuffed to the bench once the dogs have gotten on the car. So, I mean, it. it yes, it may not be 100% effective, but... We're, uh, then why don't we treat the entire country like the fucking TSA? No matter where you're going, because some people smuggle fucking pot, let's take the other 99%, 99.99% who've never been in the pot smuggling business... And fucking roll them. And then when Willie Nelson has a joint, we're like, oh, you see? That's it. It works. That's what happens to these fucking tour buses. This is the exact area that they think they're fucking... No one knows how much fucking... If the roadie has a fucking joint. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Bill in Tennessee. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um... Yeah, I'm the guy who always hooks up Mikey, and uh, I can tell you a couple things. They love to wake up the bands. Doesn't matter if it's four o'clock in the morning. They uh, they love to do it. I had one band where uh, in McAllen, Texas, we were leaving. And that's exactly four o'clock in the morning. They're like, "Okay, we want to see everyone's citizenship. Get everyone up." I'm like, "Dude, the guys just went to bed. Like they just played a show. They just went to bed. We'll get everybody up." 
I'm like, are you kidding me? And they do it for Bike Week in New Hampshire. They come down off the border, and they sit just north of Laconia. So as you're coming south, they stop you and check for your immigration because they get a lot of the uh, Hells Angels that come down on Montreal. It is insane to me. It's insane that, you know, Bill, who drives all the time, sees this, and that American citizens are being woken up in the middle of the night and asked to show their papers. When you were a kid and you watched those World War II movies, the black and white ones that they shot during the war, that was the whole thing about the Nazis. We were like, oh, my God, could you imagine living in a place where you had to show your papers? Prove where the the fuck you are. Prove that you belong there on that road? Un-fucking-believable. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I hate I hate all this stuff that's going on, but you have to admit it's a direct result. Everybody wants to be safe. Everybody wants to live in bubble wrap, and this is just a direct result from that. Yeah, but, you know... But people can't complain about illegal immigration... I'm not. If if so, I'm not, the people that I'm, do can't complain about it. But, if but and not, then not want something done about it. But not all of us are complaining. They've and the people who complain about illegal, uh, illegal immigration say seal the borders. They don't st- say start shaking people out in New Hampshire, and in fucking West Virginia, and in Ohio. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, the video is up on the iBank. And if, Fezzy, we were on the wrong side of this argument, they wouldn't be telling this guy just to go on their way. The fucking cops know they don't have a right to do this. And when someone says to them, I don't want to show you this, what I want to do is drive on, they say, finally... Go ahead and drive on. Okay, no problem. If, if you were correct in what you were saying, mm-hmm. if this was a legal fucking search, they'd be all over this dude. And they're probably told, hey, if somebody doesn't want to do this, the last thing we want to do is have to go in and prove this in, in court. He should be saying, no, I want to keep driving in a Spanish fucking accent. <laughs> um, Travis, Kentucky, you're on the run of Fest show. You know, these guys are just lazy down south. If you drive up and down, you know, the east coast or, you know, uh, over on the east side here, you know, 95, 75, 81, all that stuff, they pull over suspicious vehicles instead of stopping everybody. That's the way police work is supposed to be, not harassing American citizens inside your own border. I, I agree with you. I agree that it used to be detective work. No, just stop everyone. It's... Better that way. Stop. What? Everyone is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Just like when you see those videos of them, you know, with Barbara Walters making her lift her dress up or whatever. And you're like, you know Barbara Walters ain't going to blow up a fucking plane. Well, we're trying to prove something to everyone. Well, then that's not the fucking initial point anymore. No. Going through customs is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it is. I- but you get that. You know what I mean? I like, you can understand that. Well, yeah, there's actually... But- now that you're here in your own home, <laughs> you got through. You should right. fine. Um, let's uh, go over, and this is his second checkpoint, I guess, that comes right after this one. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. 
He's hey, rocking uh, some talk radio. I'd like to tune this one a little bit, considering, uh... No. No, thank you. No. You know, I don't know why you've held me up in this traffic jam for the last 20 minutes. This is the third checkpoint I've been through in the last couple hours. Third in two hours. No, thank you. I'd like to go free on my way, please. Get Sue. Get Sue. Sue will know what to do. Oh, yeah, she's in charge. Someone finally said no. Pull in secondary, please. No, thank you. I'd like to go free on my way. Uh, and why? Why are you? Free? Why don't you want to go secondary? Um, maybe it's because I've just sat in traffic for the last 20 minutes, and I'm already running late, and I don't have time to stop at your Nazi checkpoint and show my papers today. You know, I thought this is America. I thought I had some freedom to travel unmolested, and I'm just trying to go about my business here. You know, I don't have time to play games with you guys. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what you think you're doing here. All right, stopping me, me for no reason. Hey, Heather, can you run this car really quick? You know, you stopped me for no reason. I've waited in traffic for the last 20, 30 minutes that you guys created this traffic jam. I got places to go. I, I have to go make an honest living. All right, hold on. You know, and you guys want to screw around with me. All right, man. He gets a lot of calls, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Blowing up. Probably selling drugs. Why don't Why don't you want to pull over where we can check out your car? What do you mean you're free? What? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Katie in Tucson. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi. I'm calling because I was stopped at the Yuma border. I was. I had my... All my belongings in storage for nine months, including a pipe one-hitter, which I actually forgot about in a Ziploc bag in my dresser drawer. Packed everything in a U-Haul, was driving down by myself, got stopped at the border in Yuma. They wanted to search my vehicle. I let them. And uh, they had brought a dog out that found the pipe. There was no marijuana. It was a used pipe that had been in storage for nine months. They handcuffed me. They proceeded to um, reward the dog in front of me for 10 minutes straight. And well, it all ended with a... That's a good dog. Am I sorry? Well, it goes back to this point. If you're really looking for smugglers, what does some fucking girl with a fucking one-hitter have to do with anything? Exactly. I was 26 years old. I'm not a threat at all, and they know that. And they know that I would, I would comply because I have no criminal history. I'm not the person that they should be after. I'm not who they're after. No. And I'm forever angry. And it ended with the felony charge. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Um, 
Let's go over here to John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. John. Hi, yeah. Uh, I, I was just wanting to comment on uh, Fez's point. I, I think he's more correct here. Uh, like, what is there to be concerned about at these checkpoints unless you're doing something wrong? And Do you understand that's exactly what the good Germans said? That's exactly <laughs> what the fucking good Germans said. But, that if but we just go along, they will be nice to us. What is wrong with saying this is not the fucking country that I was born into? That that your grandfather would have shit to hear you saying what you're saying. He wouldn't have fucking believed right. it. It is not the same America that my grandfather grew up in. And then maybe like, you need like, to fucking battle to get it back. Maybe you need to fucking say... I'm going to put the same work into this country that my grandfather did rather than wait for these other people to run the country the way that they think is proper. And again, I'm going to fucking go back to this. I'm not some conspiracy nut. I'm not somebody who's saying that all this shit is going down and you better arm yourself. No, but I'm saying American citizens have the right... I think the DUI checkpoints are bullshit. To fucking stop people because it's 2 o'clock in the morning and start to test people is crazy to me. And to fucking hear, well, we save lives, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't what we signed up for. Land of the free, home of the brave. You have to fucking be free and brave in this country. Not fucking safe and coddled. Compliant. Yeah, and seriously living your life as if you were a child. Now, if you go back to the way nobody answered me before, if we found out that they were rousting homosexuals downtown, everybody would be freaked out. If you found out that they were rousting fucking black people in Harlem or East New York, be everybody, yeah, and they would have every right to it. And as a matter of fact, you hear that occasionally. From those same groups of people. Well, right now with the stop and frisk thing here in New York, that's that's the newest shit that everyone's freaking out over. That only targets minorities. Jay in Texas, you're in Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, how you guys doing? Hey, look, yeah. To cross the checkpoints, it takes you seconds. The reason they're letting the reason they're letting them pass and leave is because you're being an asshole. You're being an asshole, so prove he's an American. But they have no reason to let them go. And the other thing, it's not three hours away, relative to the border. He's part of what he's doing is he's not on a major highway. He's on a, he's, in, he's running the back roads. He's running along the the the, uh, the along the border. Imagine you're you're, long, you're running around uh, New York. You're trying to get uh, uh, out of New York. There's a checkpoint all the way around New York, all the way around. So if you run uh, into those back roads around New York, you're gonna hit what? You're gonna drive how, how big is New York from where you're at to? Uh, to, uh, to Buffalo. How, how far is that away? I, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. I have no idea what you're trying to set up with this. Back roads? Yeah, a, a back roads to me is a fucking road. Yeah, that's a, that's what a road is. It's fucking paved, ain't it? It's, I don't get this thing that somehow that you're on a legal street and that's worse. Um, let's go over here to uh, Don... In Texas, before we move on. Hey, Ronnie, how you Hey, man. Hey, uh, I'm a truck driver, been a truck driver for 17 years. And when you come up to these checkpoints, you, as truck drivers, we have no rights. We have to 
need our trucks. If they want to look in the trailer, we have to open them trailers just because we have a commercial license. So they can take your commercial license. It's a CDL, just drive a truck. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that, but when we, I live in this truck. I live in this truck three weeks to a month a year. So it's like them coming into my house or coming into your house, and they go through all my stuff. They throw it out on the road. They go through it. They throw it out. They go through it, and they don't put it back. So what I do is I don't move the truck. I block the road until they put it back. It's, it's just like you said, Ronnie. They're freaking nasty. Half the time, four, three, four o'clock in the morning, when you're driving, you see them over here alongside the road sleeping in their car. You honk the horn, you wake them up. It scares the hell out of them. Then they come see what you want. I'm just, it's just, it's just incredible, right? I was in the Marines for eight years. I took two rounds. Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, they asked me, are you an American citizen? I looked him dead in the eye and I said, I'm more of an American citizen than you'll ever be. These kids have, you give them a gun, you give them a badge, they get the party complex. All right, Don, thanks, buddy. Uh, the weird thing, too, is like, what the hell would we do without trucks? Oh, you know what I mean? These guys are saying, if they decide one day, uh, all right. All, we're not running fucking trucks anymore. You'll see a lot of starving fucking people. Because they don't know how to get any food unless a truck brings it to their store. Oh, shit don't move without a fucking We're crazy truck. sometimes, man. It's part of the truck driving job now, though. It's like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of being up in a skyscraper, but this is where the job is. Doesn't even make sense to me. I think it'd be a lot different than if you were being fucking shut down. Yeah. We got badges. We don't need to get fucking shook down here. Imagine we had to go fucking get patted down every time walking through the elevator bank. I can't even stand when they do it with guests. Oh, yeah, with the fucking, ex- embarrassed yeah, about with the fucking that. x-ray machine. The fuck out of here. Here, let me run your computer through this x-ray machine. And food and shit? Ugh. We got to radiate food coming up here sometimes. <laughs> Bullshit. See, now this is the right wing fucking radio guy. <laughs> This is the paranoid guy. They're pumping fucking x-rays into our food, people. It's all giving us cancer. You can't take it anymore. The fuck? We gotta fight back. This is a bunch of Better? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. You need Chipper Jones to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks for the kind words, Chip. All right, I'm going to say that the, the price of being homosexual in New York is that you get shut down and fuck in the West Village. That's the price, because we're worried about the spread of AIDS and yeah. fucking poppers and whatever other shit that they Meth, make up. bad yeah. salts, fucking just the degradation of fucking good <laughs> American society. Lusted boys. <laughs> Look, we can stop all of it. Look, pedophilia is gone. We just gotta <laughs> fucking wall up that West Village, and all of our problems are gone. Fez and I were having a a fucking. Uh, well, Fez was back and forth the gays versus the church yesterday, so I'm like, oh, I get it, because look what happened. You know, when the gays got into the Catholic Church. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. They and went buck wild. I don't know if a kid and Fez was all fired up. So and this is in the hall. And he's saying, They're pedophiles, not fucking <laughs> fucking gays. So I said to him, You ever hear one story of a priest diddling a little girl? Mm-mm. And I mean those chicks are wearing goddamn you know, little Catholic school uniforms. Oh hot. Yeah. If anybody should be going after them. That's who you'd get before some kid in a fucking thin tie, snotty nose. Some fucking altar boy in a weird fucking oh, outfit. Talk about a fucking turnoff. God, what the fuck are they thinking? They just want that little dick. By the way, we've got oh, yeah. we've got uh, pictures of Gronk up today uh, and his nude thing. Do you realize like it's impossible for a dude to try oh, to pose? Because you just end up looking like a chick no matter what you're doing. Gronk loves fucking showing it off. He's constantly shirtless in fucking videos of him in clubs. He's always ripping the shirt off, dancing. Yeah, yeah, sure. But there he is. This, I guess, ESPN is doing this. It's like the body issue of. Uh... But you can't pull this off without looking like you're trying to be a girl. You know what I mean? Like he's giving the sexy fucking look right, and shit. But he's doing a sexy girl thing. <laughs> like a guy would never go around acting like that. Like with a fucking head tilted. He looks great, but he's too smooth. What? He's got the whole shave down going on, and then he's all shined up. Yeah. He. What do you want to see, bears? Leave, yeah, leave the body hair there, Gronk. I didn't know that you were a big body hair I guy. I thought you liked twigs, like young 17-year-old twigs. They're not going to have any he hair on them. I like it natural, whatever oh. it is. This isn't natural. All right, are you talking about, like, chest hair or, like, pubic hair? Yeah, I hair? always look for chest hair. He likes hair. big, furry fucking balls. Oh, I guess, I don't know, whatever you like. Then why aren't you with the bears, Fuzzy? Yeah, get yourself some bear action. Or an otter. Well, the bears are usually, I mean, Gronk is a huge guy. Oh. I like a that, little smaller guy. That's not... Uh, and that Gronk, usually ends up being a twink. Gronk would not end up being a bear. You're no. a bear. Guys that look like you are bears. Yeah, you're bears action. And you're turned off by your own fucking scene. <laughs> Because I see those dudes down there that wear the vest and little leather fucking hats and shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, go down there. Fucking hang out with those dudes. Yeah, they'll fucking Oh, he's like this. Oh, it's disgusting. Really? Like, what about that dude, uh, Dan, the lifeguard on the float? Was he like a, was he a twink or what? Like, I don't know. He looked like Gronk. Yeah, I think he he was was Gronkier. Yeah. And he was shaved down. Yeah. Yeah, he was more of a stud. Yeah, but what, he, if you're looking for a specific name, I don't like to give names to stuff. That means I'm comfortable with it. But he was all shaved down and oiled up, and you said that he was great looking. He was. He was There's really, no really handsome. There's no consistency to Fez. So fucking Gronk wanted it. <laughs> Fez Gronk fuck was hitting on you at the club. You wouldn't. You wouldn't take this. Oh, I would take it. But I think if we were dating, I'd say don't you keep shaving down. Oh, you're gonna be one of those types that tells the other person how to look. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. Could you imagine if your chick started to tell you what to do, like your beard or whatever? Baby, come on. Look at this. What am I going to do? I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> come on. You know what you signed up for. Stop asking me to change. <laughs> beard looks good. Come on. I'm worried about those weird hands that Kronk has. They're kind of disgusting. I guess it's better for catching football, so they're gigantic. Who would you go for, Fez? Chipper Jones? Like a little chipper in your life? No, I'm not attracted to chipper. Oh, come on. You want, like, a fucking Zach Galifianakis coming in. A nice fucking big beard. Ooh. See, Fez is still only focusing on the straights. Come on, you gotta... That or that. 
Which one would you run a batch to first? I would Galifianak or Gal- Gronk? The the Gronk. Oh come on! God, why you gotta hurt Galifianakis' feelings? Because Galifianakis looks like Fez, and Fez has this is self hate. <laughs> Just this gigantic self-hate. A couple months ago, some girl posted a thing. I like, hooked up with Gronk last night. Turns out she was like 17 years old or 16 years old. Yeah, but he's what? 22, 23? Yeah, really it was like an Aruba and shit, so it was technically legal. Well, Sanchez got in the same fucking thing. Yeah. Dating a girl in high school. Yeah, and like uh, rape charges, da, 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 whatever. There wasn't any rape charges. In the college, he got a fucking... Sta- uh, oh, I don't know about They got dropped days. or whatever. This is like when he... Accusations. Yeah, this is when he was a fucking jet. He was dating a chick, and she was, like, telling everybody in homeroom. Like, yeah, you guys watch oh, yeah. Jets, right? I go out with that dude. And they're like, what? <laughs> that man? Yeah, he's great. He's really rich. It's fucking... It's half plus seven. That's where you got to keep it before society will leave you alone. Yeah, all right. Half plus seven. All right, so he's good. Sort if of. you cross that, then people start and fucking talk behind your back. Let him talk, then. Would Gronk be half plus seven Fez for you? No. Close. (laughs) Gronk's not even half. He's a young buck. Why don't you just let your hair grow? (laughs) Why you gotta shave down all the time? I want to see him with a great big bush. The 70s are coming back, you know. (laughs) Maybe I'll help you at the tight end position. Yeah, I don't know. I'll talk to Belichick about it. And if, if you weren't so injured, why were you dancing around like that that night? <laughs> it really cost him the game, you know. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Football's going to fucking be here before you know it, man. That's fucking great. What are we... How many weeks away before... Uh... Well, the first exhibition game. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game should be at the end of this month or first weekend in August. So that's in no time. And then that means fantasy football, and then I have something in my life again that I really love. Are we keeping teams or starting fresh? Well, you, we, with keeper leagues, you don't have to keep them. I mean, some, but some, everyone's going to keep the fucking. You know, fucking I like when you're in an argument by yourself. <laughs> Just trying to play out all the scenarios in my head to see what's going to happen. Because I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think we were all bored at the at the draft last year, though. Like, the funnest thing about the whole fucking thing is to be in a draft. Yeah. That is really fun. I'd keep Cam Newton, personally. Well, just draft him. Nobody else wants him. Oh, come on. Don't you think he's due for a bad year after how great he did? <laughs> They've got the book on him now. He's going to run the fucking ball. You know, it's like Mike Vick the second year he was around. I was like, all right, I got it, motherfucker. I don't know. I think I think he's that he's good enough to fucking keep it going. Not like four hundred and fifty yards of fucking right. game. Is this the same man who told me that the fucking American League was gonna dominate? Yes. I sent out shit to you. <laughs> um Blowhard who I didn't hear back from. I always get nervous when I don't hear back from Blowhard. Oh no. And Davy Mack and Davy Mack is the only one who returned. I was too depressed. I was really. I, I was, you're I, the only guy I ever saw be depressed over an All Star game. Because I fucking. I was like, oh shit. Six or six nothing. All right. This is still possible to come back. This is the All Star game. There's a lot of fucking great players here. Eight nothing. The sixth, seventh inning. All right. Fuck this. I'm done. Hey, I heard a weird uh, story about J.A. Lawson's. Oh. I heard she took a frying pan 
Yeah. And smashed a fucking bird's beak with it. What the fuck? Why would... <laughs> a live bird? Yeah. What the fuck? In her backyard. And she's been videotaping it. All right. That's like serial killer shit. Why? It's, like tor it's, it's torturing animals. Are you telling me anyone who's a butcher is a serial killer? Oh. What do you mean by that? Like, it's if like, you kill an animal, you're a serial killer? Like, if you just grab some random animal from your neighborhood, right? And then, like, say a squirrel what? or a raccoon. People shoot them. Well, no, but you take them and smashing the beak sounds like just straight up torturing it. Like, did you, did you well, I think of shit? torture is much more slow. I just see this more as an aggravated assault. Still, you shouldn't be taking an aggravation out against a harmless bird. Well, she's showing people videos of a fucking crushed bird beak. Oh, no. Come on. That fucking bird needs to use its beak to eat shit. Peck of things. Apparently, it's a turn on. Oh, come on. Let's keep the birds out of it. Even pigeons don't deserve that fate. And they're annoying as fuck. You don't like a pigeon? Some people, like, freak out, like, a pigeon! And I'm like, that's disgusting, and I'm like, well, they're just fucking pigeons. I mean, they're here all the time. They love eating cigarette butts. And yeah, everyone loves a seagull until they get to know them. <laughs> yeah, they're nice. They're fucking, you don't see them too much in the city. They're fucking big and white. It's great. Um... Mm. All right, let's. Uh, all right, I know where we'll go with this. Uh, the Tosh thing. Uh, rape is never funny. You're a big Tosh guy, right? Yeah, I like Tosh. I like Tosh.0. It's Tosh.0 is the name of it? Yeah, that's the TV show. I don't know why I thought it was Tosh 2.0. It's Tosh.0. All right. Yeah. He so, got in some trouble. You tell the story, because right. I haven't even kept keeping up on this. Okay, so. Um, a woman went to her blog after seeing Tosh at the Laugh Factory. She and she described in L.A. In LA and so she describes the story of what happened at the, at this uh, at, the, at his act. So Tosh then starts making some very generalizing, decorative statements about rape jokes always being funny. Um, so I yelled out, "Actually, rape jokes are never funny." So she heckled him. After I called out to him, Tosh paused for a moment. Then, then he says, "Wouldn't it be funny if that girl got raped by like five guys right now? Like right now? What if a bunch of guys just raped her?" And I, completely stunned and finding it hard to process what was happening, but knowing I need to get out of there, immediately nudged my friend, and then we got out of there. And then she went to the club owner. <laughs> she acts like she just escaped the rape. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So she goes to the club owner's like, I demand the money back, and fucking makes this big thing, and then writes this blog post, and that goes out everywhere. And then Tosh apologizes. Now, why did he have to apologize? Uh, I mean, he, he didn't rape anybody. No, he was just talking. Yeah, he tweeted... Um, all the out-of-context misquotes aside, I'd like to sincerely apologize. I guess just trying to keep his, uh, make sure that Comedy Central. Yeah, just to keep, yeah, I'm sure he is, or his manager or whatever, someone's like, you gotta fucking say you're sorry or this could fucking blow up in your face. But yeah, he was on top of the apology. Yeah, it's this woman who, uh, fucking went on her Tumblr, uh, made this long-ass post saying how traumatized she was by Tosh making rape jokes. And then, um... Personally attacking her because she fucking heckled him. Well, even if she didn't, this also happens sometimes at a comedy club. Even if you're just sitting there. I think he was looking for a response when he's doing rape jokes from his audience. He got a response. 
So what's the point? Looking responsive laughter, probably. The, the response is this woman, he was looking to shock the audience, so this woman expressed her shock. I don't see anything wrong with that. But with her think, freaking out and making this giant fucking post... I think it comes down to this thing, again, we're acting like Tosh is dangerous. <laughs> and he's not. He's actually a guy who goes on Comedy Central and does as many one-liners as he can... <laughs> With uh, no editing whatsoever. Oh, no, it's a straight one liner, one liner, one liner, one liner, one liner. You know, I was listening to that Tosh, and um, you talk about rape, but they're going to become a rapist now. Like, what the fuck? Well, they're on this thing, too, because uh, they want to make sure that if anybody's smoking a cigarette in a movie, it's R rated. Oh. All right, I'll, I'll start heckling movies now, and then that's fucked up. Do me a favor. Yeah. Go uptown. Oh, that was shocking what I said. <laughs> I, I just want to apologize to anyone who's ever been offended. I Quick, apologize. Get your Twitter and your Facebook. You know, here's the thing. We want this zero tolerance thing, and now it goes into a comedy club? Yeah. Do you really have zero tolerance when you go into a comedy club? We're fucking retarded. This woman's totally Wait nuts. a minute. We're mentally challenged. Oh, thank you. I don't want to uh, fucking offend anybody. Thank you. People probably going in the tumblers as we speak. Jesus. This country's gotten nuts. I would be nervous if I was the woman and I was surrounded by those people you're at just that try- time. You're trying to be shocked, guy. You're trying to be shocked, guy. You're saying if anyone mentions the only thing that keeps people from raping is hearing about the concept of rape or else they'll start raping. Wait, I could have sex with someone and they don't want to have sex with me and I could force them. This sounds crazy. Would Fez, would you rape somebody if you could get away with it? Never. Neither would I, neither would Hicks. No, I ain't raping. So nobody. you don't have to worry about this in fucking civilized society. Only criminals. And I don't think they're waiting for Tosh. Wait, but doesn't Fez watch like the Russian like prison rape porn? He does watch Russian prison rape porn and he masturbates to it. All so right. what? That's not a real rape. That is a that is a movie that is yeah. acting. Yes, but you are you are still masturbating to the concept of the rape. Thought of the concept of rape turns you on. Like yeah, you, but I would never masturbate to a real rape. I didn't say that. I said the concept of rape turns you on. True or false? In that in that play in that play acting context, yes. The concept of rape turns you on. Yes. Disgusting. Oh. Now I do want. Now I am nervous. Oh my god! I don't feel comfortable. Maybe I should send Kokomo Joe home. Yes, you should. I don't want him alone in the office. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Charlie, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Fest. If you go to a uh, Broadway show. And there's a scene where a woman's getting raped or being threatened to be raped. Would you stand up and yell out, hey, stop that? It's just, it's entertainment, Fez. I think you should blow a whistle. Yeah, Um, You You kind of did make Tasha's point that his was play acting. It was not real. What he was saying to that woman about that woman was never real. There was no no reason more than when you're watching your Russian... Uh, guy rape oh. videos, 
that <laughs> oh. that you should call the police and say you're worried it's going to happen to you. <laughs> I was just watching this video. I'm nervous. But she's surrounded by guys Rapist? that now hate her. We don't know. Who? Uh, why are you saying guys hate her? Well, because she she responded to Tasha's joke. Did anybody? Does anyone hate her? How do we know that? There's nobody to say that people in that audience hated her. I I own the comedy club, and most people would be happy. They would be. They actually became overly happy when a fucking uh, heckler was getting um, pounded. They would hate it if it went on too long and started to ruin the show. But if there was, like, a comeback joke, I'm fucking sorry. Those jokes get over bigger than anything in the guy's set. They're like, that was fucking great. Shut him the fuck up. When he told those two bald guys to put their heads together and make an ass out of themselves, me and my friend high-fived. All right. It was great. Uh, 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 uh. Ben, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I asked Fezzy here, what if every time you went to a fucking Russian rape site, some government official came to your fucking house and wanted to check up on you, wanted to know what the hell you were going, so if you had some little boys locked up in your fucking basement or something like that? That would be ridiculous. I'm not doing anything illegal. We, then you, yeah, neither was that guy who you were saying needed to be pulled over. He wasn't doing anything illegal. If my apartment was a known smuggling point or a place where illegal immigrants gather, then yes, I would expect government officials to show up. You live in a city where illegal immigrants gather. You flourish. You fucking uh, get food delivered to you from illegal immigrants. They're fucking great. They're little and they ride their bikes through traffic. (laughs) Sturdy. Good workers. They are amazing workers. Um, Mikey B, Arkansas, you're on the run of fish show. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I'll tell you something right now. People in America now seriously overestimate the value of their own opinion so much. And the sad thing <laughs> is the media is backing them up. I mean, good guys. I'll tell you something to be just downright honest. I'm offended. By them being offended at a comedian for making a joke. Um, you know, the only thing, I, I kind of just wish Tosh hadn't uh, apologized. He apologized real quick. And I'm sure it's uh, become that, um, you know, the fucking uh, Tracy 101 gimmick now, you know? It's like, just get it off your back. Just do it and then fine. Just cover your own ass, basically. Don't right. mean anything. But it's like, look, I, I did apologize. Felt bad about it, I guess. I felt terrible. I now realize that what I did was hurtful, and I'm meeting with people. Um, let's go over here to Nate. Nate, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey guys, hey Fezzy, why is it okay for uh, the gays to uh, say they're going to kill Brad Pitt's mom, but you're pissed off at Tosh for responding to a heckler for rape? Because uh, he's consistent. It's a totally different situation. It's the same situation. Somehow that these words are so important. Jim, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, Fez, your place isn't known smuggling. You're smuggling hamsters in your ass on a daily basis. But uh, other than that... Good one. It's just just another 
another place where Fez, you just don't belong on this channel anymore. The boys went on for an hour this morning about this is comedy. You don't get it. Just shut the woman should have shut the fuck up. Well, you know, but this has historically been it. I think the only problem, and I have no problem with her not getting a joke and being fucking stupid. Why shouldn't she? I don't get the fact that he now has to turn around and apologize. That's what I don't get. Everyone's allowed to be fucking offended at anything they want to be. So what? Why do we think that we're free from being offended these days? Well, this just stems from fucking losing advertisers on his goddamn TV show. It's probably Comedy Central fucking on his ass. Yeah, probably. Like, you better fucking put this fucking fire out. Your ass is out. In the meantime, he has a show that, you know, little kids are lighting their farts or whatever the fuck they're doing. It's just craziness on that fucking thing. And actually, most of the rape jokes he does, I think, are male rape jokes. <laughs> you don't see any fucking men being all freaked out. <laughs> men are like, yeah, I know, like in Russian porn. Yeah. I what? get it. <laughs> do they even, do they speak Russian in these rape movies you watch? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. Weird foreign porn. And you're just working a dildo in and out of your ass going, oh, fuck, if that was me, oh. so great. What's wrong? I don't want to think about that. Why? It's your friend. I know, but I don't want to think about working a dildo in his ass. Watching Russian porn. Do, 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 do. Pat, you're on the run of Fez show. Is it a bit? Has Fez always been this stupid, Ronnie? The caller yesterday described it perfectly when he said, usually give some dim-witted opinion on something. Yeah, I think that sometimes Fez thinks if he goes to that place, it's a comfortable place. You hear he's not locked up because he knows he can say something short that'll piss everybody else off and everybody will start talking, you know? Craziness. So, you know, like if he did a, I think people should eat dogs. What, that's bullshit. They're fucking, they have plenty of other things to eat. Why are we eating dogs? And then he gets to sit there while you're fucking <laughs> on that thing and he can tighten all up. Cock! Ba -da 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 Something uh, just went up a little bit ago on the iBang, and it's this uh, Patriots owner. Craft. Uh, who is kind of like a friend of the whole place here, but I guess this is a screen test of his that got out. I haven't seen it yet. Listener sent this in. Okay. Hi, I'm Ricky Lander, and I'm auditioning for Mary Elena. Duh. Oh, God. <laughs> They're just panning her body. What the fuck? Hi, you were really good up there. I didn't mean that in a sexual way, but not that it wasn't erotic. I am so embarrassed. Well, now we're even, because dancing in front of you was one of the most embarrassing moments in my life. <sighs> No offense, but I girl. get guys like you in my classes all the time. So you don't even remember, which means we're not even. Only one way to fix that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yes. That is burned in my memory. You can stop now. I'll stop if you let me buy you a drink. I would love that. Mmm. I love teaching, but it doesn't cover my tuition, so I augment. Can I get a dance? Sorry, not now. 
Look, I've been waiting since she got off, buddy. Oh, man. Shut up or move on. The lady asked you to leave her alone. Sweetheart. I don't Sweet know who up. this loser is, but I've dropped a lot of cash here. <laughs> I'm an exec at Yahoo. Yahoo? What's that? I'm not familiar with that company. You pussy. <gasps> Michael! What the oh, fuck? Man. At least there was some action at the end. That's the most uncomfortable thing ever. What? I don't even know what just happened. It sounded like it was for a porno. Her next line was, you have a gigantic cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the most embarrassing shit ever. I guess that's his, his girlfriend, right? And God bless him. Yeah. No, it worked out then. They're both good actors. She's not bad. I mean, she's great for him. Kind of believed her. Yeah, she's know? terrific. And he's gotten rid of any kind of half plus sevens. Thank God. Thank yeah. God he was broken that fucking taboo line. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Rick. Rick in Michigan. You're in Fez. Hey, guys. Listen, I'm a new listening to your show. I've been listening for the last couple of weeks. And I'm really enjoying it, man. You're doing a great job. It kind of brings me back to the 90s when you were in Tampa, guys. I, I really love it. All right, thanks really a lot. Thanks, Rick. My, not a problem. My comment is Andrew Dice Clay made his living, and he still does, insulting people. What? The only thing changed is we become a nation of pussy, and we're all offended by slight comments. I mean, you insulted me for 10 minutes at your old club back in the day. Sorry, hey, I, I laughed so hard, I almost beat my pants. Uh, it was fucking brilliant. Let's fucking be honest about it. I mean, you were getting it from the best. Uh, let me get back there to Fez. And I, again, I don't know what work and fucking shoot is with Fez. And I don't think you do anymore either, right? You don't know who you are or what you're deciding. Is there anything comedically that's on the outside? That, that is there really a line that people can't cross? Because I don't believe that there is. I think that's always made up. I would say, I would say rape is there. I would say, uh, Going after someone because they're gay is definitely there. <laughs> All right, what about Nazis? Can you have fucking Nazi jokes? Sure. So Nazis what? are fine. What about the Jewish fact people? that they killed six million fucking people. I never understand. I, I guess it just has to to do whatever each person's thing is. Like everybody's okay until it happens uh, to them. Yeah. Once it hits home, then that's the problem. Like the gay thing. Now, the fact is, let's say you went to see Don Rickles, and he was fucking with you. You know that he doesn't mean it. You know that he's having fun with you. I think if a person actually went and insulted you somewhere and attacked you, then you would be upset. But you wouldn't be upset if it was Rickles. A comedy club, what the fuck? Um, Craig, you're on the Run of show. Hey, what's going on, buddy? I just wonder what happened to Fez over vacation. Like, the last two days that I've heard him, it sounds like he's ready to break out crying at any minute. And why does he keep going there when every time he comes back, this is how he comes back? Yeah, I don't know. He had promised Stephen a couple of times that he was going to go to that nut hut and get his chill on. Chill it. 
I'll go to Japan, maybe. Sure. Sounds fun. You gotta go to Japan Fest. You gotta go. It's the only way. You gotta do it, man. You gotta fucking go to Japan. It's so radioactive. You gotta go. Lost in translation, fucking... Vacation. Arch, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fezzy, I got a question for you. Uh, why are you being so prejudiced uh, by only watching Russian rape films? I mean, you know, you got Argentinians and Dutch and Portuguese, and I'm sure there's a lot of other races you're offending and people you're offending by not, uh, you know, watching their films. I check out a lot of stuff. Oh. My eye happens to get caught on the Russian military porn. Oh, man. Um. Joe, you're in Fez. Hey, guys. Well, Fez, you just wanted to know, maybe you can uh, debate me on this one. Like, the woman going to the show... Why would she be so surprised and offended if half the stuff he says on his own TV show is way more offensive? That'd be like going to see Pryor and being offended that she, he threw out the N-word. I don't think she was expecting him to say maybe five or six guys from the audience should rape her. Would I, you, I don't think anyone could expect that. Would you be angry if you went to a club and heard the comedian throw out the N-word? I, yeah, I would be offended by it. What if it was a black comedian? I would still be offended by it. I don't like the word. I'd be like this. Say it again! Say it again! Best show ever. That fucking killed me. You are on your way! I was thinking that from Eddie Murphy and that fucking... Um, Nutty Professor oh, movie. Yeah, you yeah. ever see that? Yeah, with <laughs> when he was going crazy. <laughs> fucking Dave Chappelle. Fucking rip him up. He, he starts yelling yeah. at Chappelle. You're on your way, man. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. It's awesome. <laughs> Cal, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, man. I just want to say, if I don't like what you're saying, I'm just going to change the channel. Don't. Or I'll just get, just get up and go away. Don't. That's what she did. She got up and left. I know, but then she had to make a big stink out of it, you know, and why, why you know. Nothing. Why, it's going to be forgotten about it's... tomorrow. It's really fucking nothing. We act like all these things are important just to fucking keep ourselves in the basic truth that everyone's dying. That should be his new act. Why bother? <laughs> Stop trying to do anything. Ba -da -da -da. Like, is that how you felt last night in the second inning? Were you just looking at that score? I depression came hit in around the sixth inning. Was when I was like, "All right, I don't think we're coming back." Because at that point, you think American League hits all the home runs. <laughs> they never they hit. do. It's ridiculous. That's what they the got, fuck happened last? Night? They got American Leaguers pitching to them, and they're told in the American League, "Just groove it." You throw a curveball, you're out of this league, and we're going to send you to the National League. I don't think they say that. Well, they imply it. This is a great piece, and Hicks, you were all over this one, about the kid in England who got pregnant at age 12 oh. 
and 10 years later, um, was going back over her life saying how happy she was. Oh, yeah, she's fucking loving it. Got these fucking kids. She got knocked up by some 15-year-old dude back in 2002. And she says that she's glad that she's she got pregnant early because she got it out of the way. Yeah, she's done with that now. Now she doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Now she's, her life's back on track, I guess, with fucking kids. I bet most, like... 12-year-old girls would want a baby anyway. I'm not saying that they would keep it, but they'd like to walk around with one. It's like a toy, you know? It's like, oh, yay, got this little doll here. She looks good for 22. Look at that. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Teeth look a little fucked up, but that's to be expected. They got plenty of forehead. Oh, yeah. They had a fucking show avatar on it. Some nice bags under her eyes? Fuck yeah. do 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 I like that they did the retrospective, though. You forget about this shit. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Like, oh. I need to go back to memory lane. Oh, look, things turned out well for her. And she's happy. Oh. Maybe she didn't age too well. Now I'm looking at the one from 2002. She should have kept the cornrows. It's a better look for her. I don't know. Babies having babies, having babies, having babies. It's okay. I hope she's a grandmother by the time she's 24. <laughs> yeah, she'll tell the kids, hey, start banging now because then you'll be like me. Then you're done. You don't have to worry about fucking having kids in the future. You can party with them. <laughs> Seriously, she'll be able to fucking get real fucked up with her kids. She's only been able to drink for three years herself. Yeah. You put up the Tom Waits when he did Letterman. Yeah. And I always think it's funny to go in to see the comments because some people, for whatever reason, just fucking hate Tom Waits. I don't get it. This fucking... Is that an instant, like, like a big chill moment for you? If someone says, I can't stand Tom Waits, you could never be friends with that person. I, I get really fucking angry. I'm like, great. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about because I can't see how you can't like something so unique and so great that is Tom Waits. Nothing it's, else is fucking like the guy. It's always funny to me is like when anyone says that one thing that makes you look at them like everything else about them has got to be fucking dog shit to you. You are shit. It, it could be really minor stuff, you know? Somebody could just uh, said stuff like, best movie I ever saw? Hitch. And you're like, nope. Okay. We can never be fucking friends now. Wow, I didn't realize you were a dick. Well, I've been hanging out with you this long. What the fuck? But haven't you ever been at a party and heard somebody say something? <laughs> yeah, say just crazy shit. I'm like, all right, I got to start distancing myself. Up until this point, we've been fine. Now, no thank you. All right, let me look at some of these people on here. Cletus says, this hat's disgusting. What the fuck? Who cares? This is luck. Just rocking that thing for years. Delameter says, embarrassing himself really sucks. That's in, this fucking song is the shit. Here's Anthony March. I love Tom Waits as long as he isn't singing or playing any music. Oh, fuck off. Uh, Florida Pro says, I'd love to hang out with this and party with this guy, but I don't care too much for his music. All right, he hey, you're not going to party with no, him. No, he doesn't party anymore. He's been sober for fucking years. All right, here's a guy that you might like. I was there. Waits as a god walking among us mere mortals. I do like that. That guy will be a friend of yours. Good. Let's party. And listen to Tom Waits, because you can't party with him. The new song sounds great. The new album's going to be great. Hopefully it goes on tour. 
I'll be there. I never seen him live. I have. It's actually one of the best concerts I ever saw in my life. Oh, and I saw him back before he did all the crazy oh, shit, like, like before the eighties and shit, like the weird. Yeah, like, when he rain was dogs. And... Yeah, he was. Uh, he did most of closing time. That's awesome. That's fucking album's awesome. Grateful Moon and One Star Shining. I love it. It's so goddamn good. Yeah, it's fucking terrific. So I'm like, really, that's the fucking period for me. Only because I had that experience that night. I love the 80s stuff. It just gets so weird and awesome. Man, where he's fucking just playing a pipe. It was just yeah. fucking banging on a fucking shithouse pipe for an hour. Fucking <laughs> yeah. really weird. Making like pirate music and shit. So that's a cutoff time for you. Anyone who does not like... You know, like weights. Weights, you're dead to mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Could you be with a chick who said, I don't like Tom Waits? No. Go to hell. I hate What you. if your chick just came to you and said, look, I don't like Tom Waits? Well, then we're going to have some troubles. But she loves Tom Waits, so it's okay. Why wouldn't you just check her to see if maybe she had taken a terrible drug? <laughs> I'm going to need some blood tests. Are you fucking tripping? <laughs> or, or also people like genuinely love like pop music like say a Mark Zito as an example the guy who like really loves top 40 and shit that's something where I'm I just immediately suspect of everything you're going to say ever, ever again to me because I just it's just this shit's garbage it's not good one time he texted me Katy Perry has legitimately good music I'm like, who said that? Zito. And other people feel that way too. I'm like, what? I, I, I should never talk to you again. It's fucking retarded. If we didn't work together, I'd say, fuck off. I wonder if he means good music, he means tits. That's good about her. She's got a great rack. Her movie's bombing, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah. Part of Me, I think it's called. I want to do a Kate Upton movie. <sighs> I can't her. believe how often she gets on the site because she puts out so much stuff. She knows. She knows people can't get enough of those tits of hers. And people will be back every single time. No one ever complains to say enough of the Kate Upton. She's still pretty hot. <laughs> Not really changing day to day. She's got to put out more fucking video is her problem. Somebody wrote in, is this real? One of Ron's go-to bits used to say rape is never funny to set Fez up to make a rape joke. Well, the reason why you said that is because I did say something that I thought was funny. Um, and then our boss, it's the only time our boss ever got mad at me. And he yelled out, rape is never funny. And I just started fucking laughing. I go, right now it is. Look, you're doing that. I'm laughing. And Fez, remember when you tried to write a funny rape joke? Yeah, and it bombed. What was it? It was President Bush wants to close all the rape rooms in Iraq. They're being reopened in this country, and they're called gas stations. That is good. Well, it's not a rape joke. That's why it bombed. Everybody's disappointed that you didn't do a rape joke. You did a fucking Johnny Carson gas station joke. The joke, to actually, to, to play along with it, you would have had to do a joke about rape. Yeah. Not bypass and act like they're raping us at the meter. Like that woman just got raped, and then we just all burst out laughing. Uh, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Um, 
You know, interestingly, you're talking about how people shut off when, when you can say, you know, that you dislike something. It always tends to be something like um, music, movies, pop culture type stuff. I, you know, you don't ever, people don't judge you if you say, I love rainy days or I love Hondas. But, you know, I see it all the time. My wife loves great music. I, when we met her favorite song, Naive Melody by Talking Heads, I thought that was really cool. Um, but she, it's hilarious to watch people's faces when she says that she hates the Beatles. It doesn't bother me that she hates them, but I, you know, it, it's hilarious. People just, they're out immediately. It's the most, uh, music like is the most divisive thing that we have. We've had people come in here, they perform live. Uh, fantastic to have somebody come into a small room and, and perform for you. And somebody will always be like, this blows. You know, or the, if you love metal, suddenly you can't love things that aren't metal. You know, they get mad at you for that. But I used to have a PD that was like so into the Beatles that every day I would say something negative about the Beatles on the air every fucking day just to ruin it. And he's like, really? You don't like them? And I'm like, dude, I fucking hate them. <laughs> and I only did it to piss them off. Well, this is fucking insane. Yeah. People are crazy about those boys from England, man, I tell you. Well, they, I, I think it actually, if you say you hold something dear and uh, I don't like it, it means I don't like you. That's the way people now take music. Like, you, that I'm saying your taste is for shit. Mm -hmm. People will also get mad at you if you say stuff like, I don't know. I don't eat clams. What? You don't eat fucking clams. Here, beat it. Fucking great. Try a clam. Here, Come on. Eat a clam. There's some lemon on there. Come on. Um, let's go over here to uh, Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Hey, Ron. I think uh, Fez's uh, joke should be more along the lines of um, why did George Bush close all the rape rooms in Iraq and move them to Russia? Uh, <laughs> so the gays would watch and jack to it. Joe in Utah, you're on a Fez. Hey, I, excuse me. I would like to ask Fez what's his favorite movie, book, and food. All right, there you go. All right, don't have a favorite book because I don't read. Uh, favorite food, uh, a giant boiled ham. And favorite movie, uh, Russian War Games Volume 2. No, seriously, you're real. Favorite movie? Oh, The Dark Knight. Why are you angry? <laughs> oh, I didn't think I was. Oh. How come there's got to be a giant boiled ham? How big does it have to be? Oh. Really fill the pot. You know, I honestly don't even know that if something is boiled, it can be considered food. Because boiling almost boils the flavor out of it. And I'm saying that as somebody of Irish descent, that <laughs> they're known for not having a cuisine. Um, Adam, you're on the Run of Fish show. Yeah, my wife and I, uh, we don't uh, agree on movies and stuff like that, and that kind of annoys me. But when you were talking about the music, well, I worked in radio. I used to work for a country station. I fucking hate country. And you'd be surprised how many of the guys... They really don't like the music that they're working on at the station. They just work at the station. Right. It happens all the time. Not only that, but they detest the people who listen to the station. Hate. When you work in music, radio, you're like, you say to yourself, 
who could listen to this shit every day. And then you, then you think to yourself, oh, I know, the worst people in the world. How could you ever like this? <laughs> and then people call up and be like, could you play pour some sugar on me? And you're just like, again? Because it's played on this station three times a, a, a fucking day for 25 years. And you really want to hear it again? It's going yeah. Out. It's going out to someone, though. Yeah. Pour some sugar on me. Death Leopard. You heard of it? Guys, seriously, that work in music radio, and not guys that get to play their own music. Then they end up loving their audience. But guys who are forced to be with a playlist. Oh, I'm they sure. think the people who listen to this blow. I feel like soulless, just fucking yeah. same thing, talking them up. Well, now you at least get to do the other thing where you just go in and cut your whole own show in fucking 35 minutes and then leave. And you're out. Hey, that was Matt from Man. One more time with Blinded by the Light. Do you know that was actually first a Bruce Springsteen song? <laughs> no. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with a little G&R for you. Hell yeah, all right. I'm going to play fucking Jungle. We only play four songs by them. <laughs> I'm going to break here and we get back. Uh, it's an important thing we're going to debate. Did the Detroit Tigers announcer fart on the air? We'll find out. In just minutes, it's the Run and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Fez Wally. This is the Run and Fez show. you yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. There's a great story up on the uh, iBang. I guess Tebow has found himself. Out in Beverly Hills, he's going to do something with ESPN. So he goes into a salon, uh, a hair salon, and they said, um, "Okay, we, you know, we'll take your business." And he goes, "I would like a stylist that doesn't curse, please." So they assigned him something. What's he doing? The part of the story that I love is I don't remember. Ever having a problem with a cursing hairstylist? Ever. When I had a barber, fucking the guy went off all the time. He's a weirdo Greek dude. But that's because he knew you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you would not go into a salon now and have a, have a woman say to you, what do you want me to do? Shave these sideburns is like as close as a cunt? What are you looking for? <laughs> Look at this fucking guy's hair. Holy shit. I'll tighten it up like an asshole. Let me get on fucking top of that for you. It did, Tebow. Cock. Fez, you and him ought to have a virgin party. He's going to be in New York. He's, going to he's be in holding Jersey. on tight to his. Well, he's also younger than you. Much. Much younger. I know that you feel like you're advanced from him, but... <laughs> well, I feel like I'm just starting out. Like I'm still very new to everything. Yes, except in, instead of your body, though. Take a look in a mirror. I refuse to. 
It's very he's very short and clippy today. I've been so trying to pull him into it. Come on, Fez. Short and clippy. Uh your guy, Reggie Jackson, your boyhood hero. Reggie Jackson's a man. Uh has been suspended from the Yankees. Yeah. For bad mouthing A Rod. Why suspend him? A he don't do much. B it's fucking he A Rod admitted he did fucking steroids. Yeah, but he also wants to go into the Hall of Fame. You don't want to bring up your name and not being part of the Hall of Fame. Are the sports writers really going to fucking listen to Reggie Jackson? I doubt it. Reggie Jackson's just fucking popping off. He talked a bunch of shit about a whole bunch of other players, too. He's talking about Curry Puckett. Yeah, but Curry... And Gary Carter just died. Yes, but neither one of those guys is with the Yankees. Now, he's paid $700,000 a year by the Yankees to do nothing. Yeah, he's just a consultant. Uh, And to me... This is basically like you go to Caesars and the fucking greeter says to you, ah, the food here kind of blows. And we don't exactly have the loosest slots in town, if you know what I mean. I'd be happy for the tip. <laughs> I know you would. I'm going to now, turn yourself around. If you own Caesars, you don't want that. <laughs> it always makes me laugh, though, when sports reporters tell people, when they say something finally interesting, he should keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Sports reporters should try to get people to talk freely constantly. That's it's never going to happen. These fucking athletes know. Enough. Well, except for a Twitter account. That's the only way anyone says anything fucking crazy. Yeah, and those people end up getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Because basically they think they're tweeting to a couple of buddies, and then the whole world ends up knowing about it. And there's no way to delete anything because everything gets screen. Some someone somewhere screen capping every single thing someone tweets at all times. But here's another thing about Reggie: just because you think something, should you say it? Reggie don't give a fuck. And he says he's friends with Arod. I know this. He gives a fuck about that seven hundred. He started fucking backpedaling immediately, <laughs> and then also this is the way because Reggie's just a natural born liar. We both decided, me and the Yankees, decided to take some time off from each other. He it. always acts like he's in on the punishment of himself. Yeah, he's great. He's done that from the beginning. He's awesome. You have to ban him, though, because you want him walking around the clubhouse, uh, A-Rod seeing him, yes. and getting all weirded out before a game. But you act like he's not in that clubhouse all the time. He's never really left that clubhouse, and no one listens to him. He loves hanging out. Just let him fuck. It's Reggie Jackson. Come on. See, here's the point, though. If you're even A-Rod, does anything bother you? He's gotten so torn up by the fans for the first, like, seven or eight years he was a fucking Yankee and the fucking New York press who just murdered him on a daily basis. He should have a fucking skin of goddamn concrete. And he does. He honestly does. So Reggie Jackson saying this shit, whatever. It's Reggie ja- fucking Jackson. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be weirded out seeing Reggie Jackson around. Yeah. Plus, he might even just think it's cool that, hey, there's Reggie Jackson. Maybe he never gets tired of that. Uh, well, well, well. Look who it is. Mr. 0-3 American League himself, the Brooklyn Blowhard. You've been running down the American League all morning, and I just say one thing. Look at the interleague play who dominates every season. It's just one stupid exhibition game versus interleague play. Just get the numbers, Peppa. Look who dominates every year. So, How about the World Series? Well, we still dominate. Last year? All right. Well, year before? Fluky things happen. I really think of the uh, the present as three years on. That's it. Well, listen, don't let me uh, bring up a certain team that's not doing very well. I don't want to break your heart. They've been, you know what, the window's shutting on them. 
it's getting scary what's happening in baseball when the Mets are right at four games out of first place. It's scary as shit. Mm. But with Reggie, I want to defend him for one thing. I mean, the guy's been a dick his whole career. <laughs> it's entertainment. The only thing I fault him on is bringing up Gary Carter's name, who just passed away. You know, let the guy, you know. He what did you died. say about Gary Carter? Because I didn't say it. He just said that Gary Carter is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I agree, though. Yeah, and he listed a whole bunch of other people who I agree with. Kirby Puckett, not a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Uh, Don Sutton, not a Hall of Famer. That's what Reggie basically did. And with A-Rod, he just said, hey, your numbers are tainted because of the steroids. Here's the and funny thing, and this goes to show you how much tougher baseball is. In any other sport, if you could sit around and talk about a guy like Kirby Puckett or Don Sutton, they're in. Okay. They're in. Baseball is tougher to get to the Hall of Fame. Is uh, the Minnesota kid here today? Yes, he is. Send him in. I want him to hear that Kirby Puckett, that Coke Blowhard doesn't think that he belongs there. Coco Mo. As many times as you set it up, he's not going to play it. Is he's this kid really from the Twin minutes. Cities? He's a Puerto Rican. I don't know if they have any Puerto Ricans. Filthy liar right there. He is a Hall of Famer. He brought us two World Series. What does that have to do with anything, World Series? I mean, come on. I uh, the bottom line is the press loved him. Well, can we say something? Press hate. Should Phil Rizzuto have been in the Hall of Fame? Yes. And you know why I only say yes? I didn't see him play. Because Ted Williams said it. I'll take Ted Williams' word any day. Ted Williams said he was the backbone of those Yankee teams. So if Ted, good enough for Ted Williams, good enough for Blowhard. But Kirby Puckett should not be Kirby in. Kirby Puckett had a three eighteen career batting average. That's unbelievable. He had over 2,000 hits. He played on carpet. He played he on He had a over 1,000 RBIs. Won two World Series. No, he was just popular with the media, and that's what happens. And guys who aren't popular with the media. Hey, but let's be honest here. A three eighteen lifetime Stops. career batting average. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who never hit three eighteen in one year. <laughs> Let alone 318 lifetime. The batting average isn't really the, the, the thing that we're talking about. We're talking about the most important stats, RBIs, runs scored. Those are the things. The, by the way, this is spoken like an American League. Of course fucking batting say, average yeah. matters. It's a 90-foot fucking game. Mm -hmm. nah, not at all. And yeah. I still think that Don Sutton shouldn't be in. He's a compiler. He pitched for many, many years. Burt Blylevin. Right, but let's go back to that. Burt Blylevin should be in only because... He had maybe one one good year. I watched Burple Eleven play against the Yankees, and not once did I ever say, "Wow, this guy is a dominant player." He, but, wow. but let's go back. There is something about having a long, extended career that should not be seen as a negative. You know. I think I don't, but I don't think it's a reason to get into the Hall of Fame. Bly Levin is not a Hall of Famer. When I bought a ticket for a Yankee game, and I said, "Wow, the Twins are in town. Let's go see Burple Eleven." As opposed to like, wow, the Royals are in town. Let's go see George Brett. Or let's go see, you know, Reggie when he wasn't on the Yankees in the 70s. I mean, you can tell immediately who's a Hall of Famer and who's not. And it's a dominant player of their time. And these guys were not the most dominant players of their time. And Reggie made a point that the people in the Hall of Fame that he listed watered down the talent. And that's what Reggie was just trying to say. Now, the Gary Carter thing, like I said, was very unfortunate. I, I, I think it's tasteless. But and what? If, if, he but here's the thing, Blowhard. If something's true, you shouldn't be afraid to say it. It shouldn't, because a lot of people end up getting it in the Hall of Fame because they got a disease or something. The reality of it is, going on it, do you think that Gary Carter belongs in the Hall of Fame? 
Do I believe he's in the Hall of Fame? Do you believe that he Hall belongs there? I believe he is. No, do you believe he belongs there? Yes. All right, so him saying that, it's only because you disagreed with what he said. I, I think Reggie just gives opinions. Reggie's been giving opinions since 1973. I mean, the guy's always been a horse's ass, and for them to blow this up and make it such a big deal when the guy has been a dick... But he's one of the most entertaining players. And let's face it, if you're hanging out and Reggie gets up to bat back in the day, you would drop everything to watch that at bat. But let's but let's also say this. And the reason why they keep him around is a greeter. And if you went into a party and fucking Reggie Jackson was there, you'd be fucking happy. You know you would. Oh, without a doubt. You know? He's only been a Yankee for five years. He wasn't like some long-time Yankee. But he made his bones. You know, he had really great postseasons. And and before he played for the Yankees back in the Oakland days, he was a decent all-around player early in his career. He he was a pretty decent outfielder, had a decent arm in his younger days with the Oakland A's. But Reggie, he was always a character of the game, and he gives an opinion. And then, again, he has to apologize with this right. apology nonsense. And like I said, the only thing that bothered me was picking on Gary Carter because he just passed away. And, you know, you're piling on a guy who just died. I would have said it at his funeral. I would have gotten up at his funeral and said, this is a very nice guy. I know he's a born-again Christian. I honestly don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, well, and that's why I'm stepping down as one of his ball bearers. I'm not going to carry a guy who, quite honestly, should, if he wants to get in that hole, should have to get up and walk. Because all he ever did was wait for a walk. Why is his wife crying? Why is his kids upset with me? Kirby Puckett's in, Don Mattingly should be in, because Mattingly was a better player. It's just that Kirby Puckett was a sympathy vote, and the fans and the, and the press loved him. There are certain guys the press hated, and they'll always get a hold grudges, and there's always an anti-New York bias to begin with. There's a real big anti-New York bias, because the great Gil Hodges never made it in. Gil Hodges should be a Hall of Famer, but he's not. So what's the reason that Hodges is out, just because... I don't understand the voting. It is tough. It's tough, but Gil Hodges, great defensive player. He's got the good numbers, and yet they elect a guy like Bill Mazeroski, who basically I don't believe is a Hall of Famer. If you look at the stats, I don't think he is. Is I it just stats, though, Blowhard? Well, it's like I, I, my criteria is, were they a dominant player during their, their, during their career? And I think Reggie was a dominant player. Hell, I think Richie Allen was a dominant player. Dick I don't know if he was a dominant player. He was a different type of guy. He wasn't a, a you know, he certainly wasn't on Reggie's thing, but, uh, you know, he was bigger than life. I think you tend to like guys that can hit home runs. Now, pitching-wise, too. I still believe that when all of like who who was the who was the favorite guy that you ever watched at bat in your life? Mickey that, Mantle. See, for me, in my life, if Rod Carew was at the plate, it was always a fucking great at-bat for me. Now, he's not the type of guy who's going to hit a fucking million home runs, and he's not going to give you blowhards. Oh, look, he, he destroyed a fucking urinal, so everybody gets to talk about him. No, Rod Carew was a singles hitter, but Rod Carew was a professional hitter. Rod Carew was in the same class as a Tony Gwynn, a professional hitter. A guy who can get on base, high on base percentage, and a lot of hits. Uh, a lot he, of batting titles. Here's uh, Todd in Pittsburgh. You're in face. Hey, uh, all my New York bias comes from Blowhard. But Thank if you. You're keeping, if you're keeping score at home. Uh, the Yankees, you're not allowed in the clubhouse for bad-mouthing the team. 
But at Penn State, you're allowed to fuck children and still hang out. That's really, like we're not past the Sandusky story yet? We haven't moved on? We beat it to the fucking ground. Can we get a serious conversation? There's here? nothing left. Uh, Matt, in Kansas, you're on the Run Fed show. I agree with Bohart about Bill Mazeroski 100%, because I'm a huge, huge Royals fan my whole life. Frank White, eight gold gloves, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Frank Pretty White is bad. an incredible player. George Brett is probably one of the top three or four hitters I've ever seen in my life. But because they played in a small market, they never got the press they deserved. To me, George Brett was solid as a rock. And Curry Puckett was the same line. Curry Puckett, two World Series. You can't argue with that. Two but what do you mean you say two World Series? He was part of a winning team. He was the leader of the winning team. He was leader of the winning team. But what does that mean? One man can lead a team? Yes. But my That's what the man leader means. You heard of, like, Mike Jordan, LeBron James. Pitching and defense wins, not one guy. Oh, it's 160 fucking two games, blowhard. And if you came in, like, if you got traded, you better go talk to Kirby Puckett when you came into that clubhouse because he's running the fucking show. You better check in. Hey, Kirby, Look, I'm going to fucking, uh, it's great to be here. I'm going to fucking be a great teammate to you. You don't get to go in like, oh, fuck Kirby Puckett. I'm Frick. just going to do my job. That was his fucking town for a long time. Numbers, and I don't think he belongs in. I think that basically, again, the media loved him, and that's why they did him a favor. Uh, Doug, in Baltimore, you're on fest. What's going on, Mr. B? Hey, disagree with the blowhard. Uh, Curry Puckett is a much better ball player than Don Manley ever was. And it was an injury that caused him to step away from baseball. Mattingly played for... Mattingly had to step away because of a bad back, you know, the injury. Tiny baseball. Back, that's a, a little bit Cursed different bastard. than you're, you're losing your eyesight. Nah, I think an injury is an injury. If you can't play, you no, can't play. Uh, here's Nate in uh, Maine. Nate, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddies, let me put down this ball of splendor. Hey, Blowhard, you have a Excuse me, what was that? Did you ever drop down a diabetes yet? Oh, where is that No, my diabetes is basically gone. I'm doing great, buddy. He's doing fantastic. It's rocking. What AIDS I got from your mother. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. God. I Only gays get AIDS. I can't be Mr. Nice Guy all the time. Uh, Eric in Michigan, you're in Memphis. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, uh, Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell. Best double play combo ever. Uh, I wouldn't hard. say that. Blowhard, oh, they really don't care about better. defense, do they? All I your know. shit. Defense doesn't fame, play. Hall of Fame doesn't really put a lot of guys into defense. You have exceptions. You have guys like Ozzie Smith. I like Alan Trammell a lot. But is he a Hall of Famer? I think he's one of those questionable guys. Lou Whitaker, no way. Never would put him in. No. Fuck Whitaker. Would you say that at his funeral in front of his, well, his widowed wife? Yeah, like I'm going to go to Detroit in the first place. Come on. I'm just saying, these are great players, but they're not Hall of Fame. It has to be a dominant player of their era. The time when they play, a guy who, like a Sandy Koufax is pitching, you're like, holy shit, we got to watch the game tonight. Oh, Burt Blylevin's pitching. Gee, the Yankees racked him up for 11 uh, hits and uh, 10 runs yesterday. I mean, come on, the guy's just a good pitcher. See, here's the thing, because baseball is so much tighter. All the other Hall of Fames, let everybody in. If... If your team won a couple Super Bowls, every guard, every fucking tackle, 
every defensive end is in. It doesn't matter what happened. They let everyone in. Like those, every fucking person from the Steel Curtain is in the is in the fucking hall. That's of right, fun. and their offensive linemen are in, and the receivers are in. Everybody's in. It doesn't matter. The coaches in. Yeah. yeah. When you win, you win. But baseball, it's a lot different, and you have compilers. You have guys who just have long careers, and because again of popularity, Burt Blylevin gets into the Hall of Fame. Well, but he, to he have a long career is is also a feat in itself. It's not an easy thing to do. But would you put Blylevin on the level of a Carlton or a Seaver? I, I, not even no, close. No, no I don't put him on that. He, he made it in by the skin picture. of his teeth yeah. in the first place. But nobody ever remembers that. You're just fucking yeah. in. When you're, have you gone up to Cooperstown? Cause it's not I have not been there yet. You gotta go up there, dude. Look, That's I watched Blylevin his whole career, and he was always an okay pitcher. But if you're going to go by longevity, give it to Jim Cott. The guy pitched for 30 fucking years, whatever he pitched. I mean, it's just a joke how some of these guys can just compile stats while they're popular with the press and the media and the guys who vote, and yet there's still that anti-New York bias. Dude, it's New York is fucking gets... That's crazy. That thing could be called the Yankee Hall of Fame. Yeah, New York buys this team every Uh, year. Mike in California, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron. Douchebag... Lord, less than 10 minutes ago, say that he took Ted Williams' word for some guy being a backbone of a team. Yeah. And then turn right around and say, how could one man lead a team? Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox, yeah. How many championships did Ted Williams win? Nothing. So get off your horse. What did World Series have to do with it? Right out of town, because Ted Williams didn't, never won a title. So, so, Ted Williams is the greatest hitter in the game, so just shut up at this point. Come on, get serious. Uh, okay, well, 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 yeah, okay, okay, Mr. Did Ted Williams win a World Series? Jack Ayers, never. But he's still the splendid splinter, the greatest hitter in the game. I'm not the hypocrite. I'm not the hypocrite. I've got the facts. You're just trying to shoot it down. But your argument is full of holes like Swiss cheese. You're probably starving. a Padre fan sitting there crying in your beer every night. All right, that's enough of that. Here's Doug in Iowa. You're on Manifest. It's not his fault. It's hey, man, well. you're sitting here talking about bitching about, you're bitching about compiling stats and longevity of career. How old was Hank Aaron when he was running around hitting his 756 home runs? Hank Aaron had thousands more at-bats than Babe Ruth ever did. Hank Aaron was never the player that Willie Mays was. Hank Williams, I mean, he Hank, shouldn't Hank be, Williams. He shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? He should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's still not he did, on. But he did it over longevity, and he did it with, uh, you know, it takes time to hit 756 home runs. Well, he did and he did it without being on the juice. He more at-bats than Babe Ruth ever did, and he's still a decent player. He's a great player, actually, and I believe that Henry Aaron should be in the Hall of Fame. But is he as good as a Willie Mays or a Joe DiMaggio or a Mickey Mantle all-around player? No. But is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, it, he is. Uh, he never was good enough to play in New York. That's what Blowhard is saying. Okay. You've got to be that's in right. one of the boroughs no, before you're, you're going to get his respect. Here's um, if, that's, if that was his, I'd say let's put in uh, let's put Franco in the Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> the greatest closer. Come on, I'm not biased. Here's Gary in Virginia. Uh, hey, Ron. Uh, yeah. According to Blowhard's. Um, uh, logic, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He was never a dominant player. Oh, yes, he was. Cal Ripken, every year, he put up close to 100 ribbies, played a great shortstop before he went to third base. Cal Ripken, I watched his whole career, Hall of Famer, no doubt. I didn't like the fact that he had a perfect attendance record, like that kid in school who gets <laughs> the award every year for attendance. I, that kind of bothered me, not missing any games. <clears throat> but well, the bottom line is the guy was a home run hitter. 
He, he hey, was a hey did you guys see the thing that they made those guys come walking out of cornstalks? No. Yes. No. And it was like uh, Schmitty, Ribkin, I forget who else was doing it. DC Sabathia. Yeah, they had to come walking out of cornstalks in the fucking thing. And I'm like, <laughs> A, these guys ain't dead. And B, <laughs> enough of this fucking stupid movie. Yeah, and they had, um, what's his face, Ozzy Smith doing a backflip for a, for a Pepsi. Um, oh, yeah. Let's go over to County and New Rochelle. You're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, Blowhard, you just hate Minnesota. Why don't you just admit it? You're picking on all the girls. No, that's not true. I'm it's true. Sounds like I it. like Harmon Killebrew. I like Harmon Killebrew. Nice. I Damn. believe that Tony Oliva could have been probably one of the greatest hitters of all time if he was healthy. I have Kirby a lot of respect Bucket belongs in the Hall of Fame. His career got cut short because he got a fastball to the eye. Admit it. But that doesn't mean it's like saying Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame because his back went out and he couldn't play anymore. All right, let's go over here to Joe in Minneapolis. Sherman Fez. Can't use injury as an excuse. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I just called because I was looking it up the stats that Don Mattingly played two more years than Kirby Puckett and had less hits and a lower batting average. And yet, I don't know how he gets in the Hall. He's in the Hall of Fame. Well, Kirby Puckett played on AstroTurf. He could add maybe 10, 15 points to your average, if not more. He played in a, the baggy Homer Dome there where the ball would fly out in that dome where Don Mattingly played in a real baseball stadium on real grass. And yeah, two years left. This is yeah, going to be killing you're, you're not playing a game. You're playing in a dome. You're playing in a... But why are you going to blame the player for that? Yeah. It's not fucking Mattingly didn't go, uh, the only way I'll play is in a fucking dome in a smaller market town. I'm just town. making a point that playing in a dome could pad your stats a little bit. Playing yeah. in a dome, the ball flies out a lot easier. Hence the Homer Dome. Yeah, also when it rained on Thursday, <laughs> Kirby Puckett would do better. And also, you, like, hey, wear kid, socks you, you up. You saw Kirby Puckett play. He'd run faster. Did you ever see him play? Yeah. yeah how old are you? Uh, I'm old enough to have seen him play. Oh, oh shit. shit! How old are you? Because you sound like a child right now. Oh, oh shit. shit! All right, here's Anthony in Jersey. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey guys, uh, the thing with the Hall of Fame is this: the real simple. Ask the question aloud: Is so and so a Hall of Famer? If the answer is anything other than an immediate yes, he's not a Hall of Famer. Kirby Puckett's not a fucking Hall of Famer. Thank you. Carlin but, is a Hall of Famer. Thank you. There you go. The guy. All right. So let's go back over his logic. Do you guys agree that it's got to be so unanimous to get into the Hall of Fame that even an argument alone? Keeps the guy out of the Hall of Fame. It's got to be a yes or no, like the gentleman said, because I'm talking a dominant player. And when Don Sutton pitched, whether for the Dodgers or the Brewers, he never said, oh, wow, man, Don Sutton's pitching today. But no, if I, I get that. he was coming in with the Phillies to pitch against Seaver, that's a ticket I want to buy. No, so, but let's go to this. How about the fact that the dominant fucking players of the 90s are now all questionable? I think eventually they'll get in. Just because they were the dominant players? I believe so. I still believe, despite the steroid use, I still think Bonds was a dominant player. And he's the dominant player. He's a dominant player. And I think that, how do you you, uh, not prove that other guys in the Hall of Fame did drugs? I mean, there's a whole list of people with positive tests. That list will never be released. So the truth is, eventually, these guys will get in. They have to get in because they put up the numbers. 
And you can't put asterisks. You can't have a special wing of the hall saying, well, these are the steroid users and these weren't, because a lot of guys are under the radar and might have used steroids that are in the hall already. So the hall has a dilemma. But I think eventually, maybe not on the first or second ballot, but down the road, these guys are going to get in. Uh, Isaac, you're on run a fez. Uh, Chipper Jones, greatest switch hitter since Mickey Mantle. You think he's going to be a first ballot? or why Chipper Jones that? is a bona fide Hall of Famer. I got Chipper in the Hall of Fame, too. Without a doubt. Without and, a doubt. and nothing else, just the way he could fire up a, a locker room like last <laughs> night. The heart he has. Isaac, you believe he's in there, right? Oh, yeah, he's in first ballot, I think. Yeah, he's I think no so, too. No question. No question. Thanks, Captain. All right, peace. Uh, Renee, you're in fez. Hey, Blowhard. Yeah. How many World Series have you won? First oh, shut up, What Renee. does that even mean? That means nothing. Renee, I've told you before, you give really bad calls. Just really bad calls. Take some time off for yourself. Renee's a girl's yeah, name. Yeah, girl's name, Renee. All right. That's the one thing that these two finally guys can agree. finally uh, agree on. Walk away, Renee. Oh, that's and nice. Little Emerson Light's house. Don't overdo it. Yeah, go ahead. Grab some Emerson Light house. Walk away, Renee. We'll you thought that was a good song, it. Ronnie B. You probably had the 45. Well, not only did I like that, but I liked when Ricky Lee Jones did it. I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to go a little deep on you. Oh, wow. Uh, Joker, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, great segment. Way to get everybody pumped up and into the subject. But you got to realize after a while that, you know, yeah, arguing with uh, blowhards is like having a pig in mud. After a while, you have to realize he just likes it. Right, I like what? Another old I have saying. opinions and I, I stand behind what <clears throat> I tell the truth. I just can't help it. Some people have to, somebody has to say these things and it might as well be me as Ray Fox Ramblin. Just walk away, Renee. We won't see and follow you back home. We No. By the way, I I'm putting Renee on a no-fly list just for just not like being a total asshole, but just never adding. But I will say this: I don't know how you guys did it, but you have stopped the radio shark dead in his tracks. Thanks. And I said before, this is the summer of the interns, and they have really dominated this year. You guys are doing great. We try. We, we do. I want to do a thing later. Take you down to fucking Chinatown, put a wig on you, fucking tape your eyes back, and sell you as like a little fucking Chinese hooker to tourists. You want you want to fucking really suck, fun. right? Yeah, I need want, a job right yeah, now. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. You want money? You like money, right? I like money. Yeah. Who does it? I like love fuck some wood and fuck Asian businessmen, some fucking crackers. <laughs> whatever their taste is, you're going to fucking provide it. Uh, Keith <laughs> has a question for the blowhard. By the way, Blowhard, I hope you're enjoying this song. Um, I'm just living it like it was 1970. Uh, here's Keith in Pittsburgh. Hey, uh, hey Blowhard. Hey, um, hey, I really uh, respect your opinion about a lot of uh, baseball, but let me ask you, what is your minimum uh, batting average and fielding percentages in order to get into the you know, Hall of Fame? And I have an example. Uh, uh, Bill, you said Bill Mazeroski shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm just a little bit uh, – I didn't get a chance to watch him play, just missed him, but – the guy, I think he hit like like two sixty and maybe um, 
the shooting percentage was about maybe nine eighty five, which is pretty pretty tremendous. Especially if you play like seventeen seasons. So what is your what is your criteria to get in? Is he wants the Maz in there. I think he got in because he won the World Series and he was popular with the press. I tell you, the, the guy. There's a statue when you go to Pittsburgh. There's a statue of Maserati, and the uh, yeah th- people never stop talking about him to this day. There's something he said for that. You know what I mean? Like there's something the the, the fucking time is now, and boom, because you can get stats. In fucking mid-July, when you're up seven to nothing, yeah. and fucking get a couple hits that day, who gives a shit? No one fucking cares. Matter of fact, everybody like to end the game and get back on the plane. That's a giant fucking statue of him. Yeah, it's like, holy shit, it's fucking twelve feet high. But, I just you think know, that some guys are just popular with the press, and that's what it's all about. But don't you agree that a clutch hit when you need one? Is that could make that a career? Build a fucking legend, like just like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think a hit puts you in. Um, let's go over here, Tony in Cleveland. Hey, Blowhard. Hey. Hey, I got a question for you. If you look at the uh, lineup of the Indians in the '90s, they were the most feared lineup in baseball for a decade. If you go Manny Ramirez, Albert Bell, Jim Tomey, Robbie Alomar. How many of them, uh, Kenny Lawson, how many of them are truly Hall of Famers? Tomei's, for one. No way. Tomei's a Hall of Famer, if you like Tomei it or not. Tomei struck out more than he got hit. So the guy, the guy how many home runs does he have? It's all home runs are blowing. Longevity. Longevity is what got him there. No, Jim Tomei is a Hall of Famer. He's under the radar. He doesn't get the press he deserves. He's a okay, solid hitter. Manny? Manny was way more feared than Tomei. What about Albert Bell? I watched Albert Bell draw intentional walks. In the fifth inning of a nothing game with nobody on. Albert Bell, a.k.a. Joey Bell, is not a Hall of Famer. I would say <laughs> Alamo is. And I would also say that Manny should be one day. Okay, but what about Omar Vizquel? No. Okay, well, how many gold gloves does it take to win? I guess defense doesn't count when you're a uh, game Unfortunately, player. the voters don't see it that way. It's very rare when they elect a guy for defense. All right, thanks, Tony. Smith is a rarity. Uh, one thing, Blowhard. You might as well put in Mark Belanger. Blowhard is a big believer of the of of the fucking gatehouse for the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it's why the only Hall of Fame that still matters. No other Hall of Fame matters. No one visits the fucking. Yeah, and, so, and just for the record, Pete Rose belongs in there too. Well, to me, that goes without saying. Yeah, obviously. And I think he would have been if fucking that guy hadn't died. I That's really believe thing. that Pete Rose is, it, it, it's an outrage that he's being kept out, and all these hip- hypocrites. I, I think if Giamatti doesn't die, he, he goes, all right, Pete's been there long enough, boom, let's put him in. Incredible player. Um, Incredible hitter, probably the best hitter of our day. And best baseball head ever in your life. The best person who understood the game was probably Showboat and Pete. Now that's a leader. Uh, here's uh, Derek, Ohio, you're on my yeah, I, I think you guys moved past a little bit, but I mean, Ty Cobb never won a World Series, and plus he got more of a percentage to get in the hall than uh, Babe Ruth did. Well, it doesn't mean if you win a World Series, there are great players who never won. Like I mentioned, Ted Williams, uh, the great yeah. Billy Williams on the Cubs never won a World Series. There's a lot of players who are Hall of Famers who are not in the Hall of Fame, who won World Series. There's a lot of players who 
never won, but that's not going to take away from their career and if they're a Hall of Famer or not. Uh, Blowhard, do you even care about the Football Hall of Fame? Do you think it's a big deal like you do baseball? Not as much, but I do think that Chris Carter belongs in. That's a big injustice. Yeah. There's a lot of players in the Minnesota. NFL who get in. And, does. All you do is care about Minnesota, though. Because it's the number one love. Yeah. Well, and no. To me, it's more cut and dry. Um, the game, there's 162 games a year. And basically, you can watch a player's career. Like, I watch Kirby Puckett. I watch Bly Levin. I watch Don Sutton. I watched a lot of these great players. All right, let's go over here. Take Only take a couple more before we let the blowhard go. Here's Sean in Georgia. You're on a fez. Hey, Lord, how can you discount someone because they weren't dominant long enough because of injury, but you can count someone that was dominant because of steroids? Well, look, steroids, it's going to be a hard thing to prove. A lot uh, of players... People that have positive tests like Barry Bonds... Or that were leaked. Or certain Bonds. guys were leaked, and certain guys are being... Um, let's say it's a cover-up. There was over 200 positive results when that report came out, and only a handful of names were leaked. So there could be guys that you don't even think of that were on the juice that are in the hall. So to so be fair, you can't just say, well, because Bonds, look, I'm not a big Bonds fan, but as a player, he was a dominant player. You can't and say anything about that. Do you think the steroids contributed anything to him being dominant for so long? Well, most likely, but... Again, then, we, then, what do you do? Then. It's a dilemma. What do you do if you want to have a Hall of Fame and you try to prove who did drugs and who didn't if the full list isn't being disclosed? That doesn't matter. You know that someone did do drugs. And you know that the, the, the it's almost like saying no matter, just because we only caught some of the people speeding, not everybody should get fucking tickets. I'm sorry. You get caught, you fucked up. No, you should never get caught. Price, I said... They're not going to get elected in the early going. It's going to take a lot of years, and eventually they should get in because of what they did before the steroid era. All right, come on, let's take a couple more here. Before steroids. Here's Joe. Joe, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Blowhard, do you think that the Roberto Clemente got in because he was tragically killed on a no. humanitarian mission, no. or do you think that uh, he was pound for pound the greatest baseball player that ever lived? In the he base? was one of the greatest ball players to ever play the game, period. And, you know, the Yankees made a big mistake uh, letting him go. He was in their farm club. I, I listen, I look at Clemente, and I'm not even a, a National League fan. I watch the National League. I mean, I love the game. And to me, Clemente is probably one of the greatest players I've ever seen. And him being there, it's perfect. He's the, he's the, he's the, the, the penultimate, is that the word, no. Hall of Famer. Totally oh, that's not word. the word. Fucked up. You pity me? I used a big word, okay? Um, yeah, but used it incorrectly. All right. I Penultimate leans next to last. While, right? Uh, Steven, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Real quick, buddy, you're on the uh, air. I'm going to move on to the next one. Here's Mark in Jersey. Hey, Ryan. Uh, how are you, everybody? Good, uh, Lord, I got a question to ask you. Certainly. You Go Don, ahead. Do you think Don Sutton belongs in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. So if you look at his, I can't believe I'm doing this and I'm, I'm defending him because I don't believe I don't believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame either. But if you look at his numbers, he's got virtually identical numbers to Steve Carlton. Yeah, and it took him how many more years to get to those numbers? But didn't you say? Didn't you just say that about Jim Tomei? 
Jim Tomey's been along, uh, around for a long time as well. That's what yeah, happens with you, these. Yeah, but if you break down Tommy's numbers, even back in the 90s, I mean, I know he's still playing now, but if you go back to the 90s, he was still an in player. He was a slugger, and he was a home run hitter, and he put up good numbers. Even though he's still playing now, I don't consider him a compiler as much as I consider guys like Rafael Palmero or a Don Sutton, for that matter. All right, I'm going to take one more call for you, blowhard. Here's Doug. Doug in Detroit, Irmin Fez. Hey, Blard, I agree with you about Whitaker not being a Hall of Famer, but Trammell compares damn good with Ripken and Stats. And another Tiger that should be in the Hall of Fame is Morris. What do you think about him? Jack Morris, without a doubt, should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one, And he's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time as well. I mean, I think he's getting robbed. I think Jack Morris is a great pitcher. He should be in. What do you think keeps him out, Blowhard? Because he was always a stud. He was. He was just a stud. I don't know. The voters have, have this weird, there's a weird bias in the elections. And every year, like for years, I believe that Ron Santo on the Cubs should be in the Hall of Fame. And he was always being kept out. Um, Gil Hodges, I mentioned earlier, should be in the Hall. There are just certain players that don't get put in. I thought so. for sure Gil Hodges was in the Hall of Fame. I would have lost money on that. All right, Blowhard, good to talk to you, buddy. Glad so that you're feeling well. great about America's pastime, guys. And before I go, let me just say... Can we have like a little uh, moment of silence for Ernest Borgnine and Andy Griffith? We lost two guys when you were away. I had no idea. I hadn't heard about that. And maybe Fez can do an Andy Griffith eulogy. Would you cut and paste something, Fez? For Andy? Um, I could do something for Andy. I was thinking of Fez when Look I heard out. about the death, and I thought maybe Fez could do a little tribute. He's very. He's now. Guess what? You just freaked him out completely. Yeah. Everything was going great with Fez today until you said that blowhard. I'm sorry, Fez. You feel like you put the spotlight in your face? Yeah, I got blinded there. But he's a hero. But you had the last 40 minutes off. That was nice, right? Yeah, I guess, because I don't know any of these people. Well, Andy Griffith was on a show uh, that was named after him. And then the other one was on, like, PT-109 or some shit. I don't know what it was. Oh, I meant the Hall of Famers. Oh. And don't forget, no time for sergeants. Um, yeah, but I I uh, prefer the other fucking movie, even to that. The one with Andy Griffith. I, I had Fez watch it. What's that? Facing the Crowd. Yeah, I had Fez watch it a couple years ago. It's actually one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, he was talent. amazing. Goodbye, funny man. You know what? This is a really weird Andy Griffith story. Like, the first time I ever saw my father, like, laughing too much was at his Andy Griffith bit. And I remember being, like, a little kid thinking, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like to see my dad just, like, fucking... Losing the shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want everything to get back to normal. <laughs> Like, remember that? If you were little, if you saw your parents, yeah. like, really laughing, it was almost, like, a little scary. Yeah, like, real, yeah. Yeah, like, hey, 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 this isn't going to go on forever. It wasn't It wasn't very pleasant to see somebody, like, really, like, oh, fire! You're like, stop it, man. Pull your shit together. We're going to gonna be, need food, shelter, everything. You're supposed to be in control here. I don't yeah. want you fucking losing your shit. Yeah. And I remember it was like Andy was doing this fucking retarded bit, right? And it, like, one of the fucking jokes were uh, he was like making fun of like lowlanders or whatever, like regular people. 
and the the, the kid, the college kid, said that pi r square, and fucking Andy's joke was, uh, what pi r round, cornbread r square, and my father was like, oh, those dumb fucking hillbillies, <laughs> and I I made him like go over the entire joke with me, like if I go seriously. I'm not getting this. That's so funny. And he's like, you know, pi, like 3.16. And it goes on like, yeah. and I'm like, that's fucking stupid even to have something like that. The mathematical thing is stupid. I don't want you laughing along like some fucking hyena on ether. Keep your shit together, man. I didn't like it. Enjoy himself. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I didn't like that at all. I like to enjoy myself and have the adults act so. Yeah, this first time I saw my dad as like a real person, you know, versus like Isn't a that, father. You yeah, know, like, that's true because all the defenses are down when yeah. you when you're in that kind of laugh. Do you remember what the what the joke was? That, oh no, it was so bad though. It was it uh, was like not even funny. It was like it's such a dad joke that right. he just like found funny though. That's how I felt like. Uh, you know, like, what the fuck is so funny yeah. about this shit, dude? First yeah. of all, it's redneck humor. I think you're above I that. I turned around, I looked at him, and I pissed myself a little <laughs> because my childhood was over. You just let some piss go. <laughs> yeah. so you go, look, look at my pants because you're not taking care of your responsibilities. Yeah, that's what you do, Because you're not taking care of your responsibilities. Yeah, I don't fucking want to hear a bunch of adults sitting around laughing like children. Yeah. What's next? You're going to be jumping up and down on the bed? <laughs> Remember how much your parents would be mad if you jumped up and down on a bed? Oh, yeah. They just acted like it was the worst thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. You're like, but it's so fucking springy, dude. It's soft. It's meant to be fucking yeah. broken in here, guys. You know, you're like bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Why don't you fucking go downstairs and just start <laughs> laughing your ass off to some stupid hayseed Andy Griffith yeah. bit? If I walked in and my dad was like, like, he built a pillow fort. And I'd be like, oh, dude, Dad, you built me a pillow fort? No, this is my pillow fort. That would be embarrassing. You built your own pillow fort. I'll be like, you took all the pillows, Dad. Like, I can't build my own. This should be your fucking act, kid. All right, I'll write down. When you're not fucking sitting there going face-to-face -face with fucking blowhard. Yeah. All right, don't write it on your hand. Um, Sharpie. Right. Here's Joe. Joe, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. When I was about eight years old... Uh, we used to have a VHS, uh, VCR, and my dad's favorite movie was uh, Caddyshack. You'd get drunk, smoke a cigar, and laugh his ass off. I had to sit in front of the living room. Who was his favorite Caddyshacker? Yeah, and it was just like uh, Robert De Niro in that movie where he's just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great scene. Just sitting in the fucking... Theater, having the time of your life. <laughs> fucking having a great time, man. Max Katie. Came to a fucking bad end, though, didn't you, motherfucker? You, you kept fu fucking around. <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, you did. You went too far with it. You should have just fucked with him a little bit and got out of there. Uh-uh. He wanted to go all the way. So this is a weird phenomenon that we didn't like to, our parents to laugh when we were little kids. No, I hated it. I'm glad to hear that, because I thought it was like a fucking freakish move. You know what I like about that cigar? It's short and stout. He also has a nice titty lighter. forgot about that. Um, 
Hey, you got to get out of here early today, or are you yeah, staying? I'm getting out of here in a few minutes. It's fucking weird. It is weird. Going down to the UCB, baby. And all this, by the way, all this stuff started because you didn't know how you felt about Reggie Jackson. Look, Reggie likes to talk a little shit every now and then. And Joe Torre said, it's going to be fine. He's, he'll be back with the Yankees in no time. Um, yeah, it is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Torre's oh, we, like, we forgot to do the farting Detroit announcer to see whether or not this was a fart or not. All right. And Ramon Santiago rounding out the lineup. Santiago's been pretty hot of late. <laughs> Tiford brings on the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back in here again. Either squeeze one off, or I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Somebody needs to. Was it an air horn in the distance? Santiago's been pretty hot of late. Tiefert brings on the first pitch, and it's a little it bit sounds high like a fart. But if you hear the mic, some like mic move was right before that, so I think it might be with some like tentacle shit. You think he tried to fucking maybe even. Mike his own asshole? <laughs> Listen like, to like it. Oh, let me, let me bring the mic down to it. Listen, the, you'll hear Mike a mic moving right before it happens. Okay. All right, hold this on. This is good. This is like the Bruder film with you. <laughs> now you fucking woke up. Out of late. Tiford brings on the first pitch, and it's a little bit high too. Maybe he was trying to move it away, but he just he just couldn't contain the size it, of of it, the two. You know what? You get so many breaks in baseball. <laughs> you can't hold that fucking fart. Until the fucking three outs. It comes in a pause between his sentences, too. Like he stopped, his concentration was on letting that fart loose, and then went back to his thought. Watley's laying down a summary. He's thought this one over. Look, he fucking meant to do this. He Listen. Santiago's been pretty hot of late. See? Hear that? Let's yeah, go back. Let's heard go it. back. Take down, another listen. Back into the left. Back into the left. Pretty hot of late. See there, there's yeah. lots of mic moving. Uh, by fart. Brings on the first pitch. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get to your point. Are you saying he was moving it away from the fart or towards the fart? I think he was like Santiago was up on the plate, and then uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, then seriously, his boss needs to talk to him. Right, I mean, yeah, possibly somebody came up and farted into the mic near his face. No, see, if that happened, you hear his reaction. I don't well, think it was like could... Ricky, the baseball prankster. He's like, oh, Ricky, you got me again, Ricky. But he would say that. He's uh, a professional, though. I so think... now you're thinking it was a lone fartman. It was a lone <laughs> farter who came in, to, and then he covered for the guy. Because why wouldn't you just turn around? And be like, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't me. <laughs> that, ha that sound you just heard was Ricky. <laughs> right, let's go um, back and listen again. Okay. Oh, rounding out the lineup, Santiago's been pretty hot of late. Tiefert brings on the first pitch, and it's a little bit... I'm now thinking that was Prince Fielder down in the fucking dugout. <laughs> Damn! Now, here's really where, now I was thinking this. If it was somebody who came in, <laughs> farted and left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would he protect him and not point him out? Because if it was Ricky, I think yeah. he goes, that's fucking Ricky, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's who I think he wouldn't yeah. dime out. Kirk Gibson. Oh. Because the fucking city still owes that guy. Yeah. So if Kirk Gibson came in, farted, walked back out again, he's like, 
I'm not going to ruin this for the kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tear the myth down. I have to just ignore this. You can really get away happen. with anything. Of course you can. If I, if I was a cop in fucking Detroit and I saw Kurt Gibson raping someone, I would just drive by. All right, That's maybe. a funny rape joke. <laughs> Better than the... Not like the... Uh, <laughs> Gasoline yeah. stations are doing to us now. <laughs> it was hot in uh, Central Park today. How, uh, how hot was it? Well, the uh, squirrels were putting their nuts in the fountain. Uh, uh, Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Balls. I, I, I totally agree with Fezzy, man. You hear the guy like pause, like he kind of leans over to the side and lets it escape out of his ass, and it just made a noise like he wasn't expecting. Maybe he thought he was just going to slip something. Mm-hmm. He had no idea. He said, I'm going to fucking just pause, slip one out. Instead, he gets that girlish little fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even a masculine <laughs> rip. But seriously, that was fucking closer to a poot than anything yeah. else. A girl's poot. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, when uh, I was growing up, I used to love watching comedy movies with my dad because when he'd laugh, he would make no noise. His face would get all red and scrunch up his face. It was the funniest shit. But then, after the movie, he said, that was stupid. That wasn't funny. He would never admit to laughing. What was he laughing at? He just anything. We'd watch something stupid. we watch, like, some Jim Carrey movie, and he'd just start fucking going crazy. But then, after the fact, he'd say, well, that was stupid. That wasn't funny. See, here's the thing. He was embarrassed of his laugh. <laughs> like a girl. He's covering his ass. <laughs> I don't think adults should laugh around children. It's really not pleasing. I agree. Just treat it like it's a depression all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like children, we live in a dust bowl right now. <laughs> We're a bunch of okies in a dust bowl. We gotta go to the bread line for you. We'll be back. Dad, stop smiling. It makes me think you're gonna lead to one of your weird laughs again. <laughs> and then I'll think that you won't be here to take care of me anymore. It'd be like, Dad, I'm not eating these peas, Dad. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> All right, Dad. I'll eat my peas. It's strange. strange. But you think of his like conversation yeah. as just freakish. Yeah. How you doing with the girl today after yesterday's debacle? Oh, uh, she. I think she was snuggling up to me earlier. Uh, here's oh, yeah. what you gotta she do. Came to me. That uh, who's the guy that fucks with you a little bit? Ah, uh, David. David the intern. You gotta fucking sneak him. Just fucking lay him out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just with his back's turned on the computer, just fucking light just him up a little him. bit. Yeah. And fucking, and Hicks and I'll go stand behind you so nobody else can break it up. Yeah. For one of those deals. <laughs> just being wet in the yeah. way of people. Like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, he'll be walking along. I'll be like, hey, David, you have a nice trip? He'll be like, what? Then I'll trip him. I'll be like, I'll see you next fall, David. Okay. That's good. Or not. I'll figure it out. I'll plan it. Why don't you do this as a way of like what you really want to do? Is make sure Dana doesn't fucking like him anymore. Okay. So rape him in the asshole when she's. You know, sees it and you'd be like, oh, you still talking to that guy that got raped in the yeah. asshole? And plant some kiddie porn on him, too. Just oh. so like, oh my God, you, I can't believe that intern was fucking in a kiddie porn. <laughs> that kiddie porn just fell out of his pocket. I think he was distributing it, too, so um, he's totally going to prison for a while. Let's go over here to... Uh, What's up, Dan? Uh, Brian, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, um, I'm listening in headphones, and when you hear that whole comment, and you can hear the, the audience in the, at the ball game, the crowd, and it, everything's in mono, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on the right side of my ear, you hear that fart sound. It, it just doesn't sound real. Why would that all of a sudden... How did it come in through another channel? Yeah, check it out. Maybe they have a fart channel. Maybe it was a technician. 
who was just planning this elaborate oh, prank. Waiting for a pause. Do you so really think that pause, we have yeah. technicians and <laughs> in baseball? <laughs> baseball. Back of the truck. Hey, everybody, can you hear us from the truck? <laughs> I've been on a lot of remotes. Never had the fucking truck pull up. Um, here's uh, Larry, you're on a fez. Hey, Ryan, is that shooting noise? The same noise that came out of Fez's ass at the time he farted himself awake at your apartment? No, that was more splashy. Oh. Like there was some liquid involved. Oh. <sighs> Fuck. There you go. It happens one after another. Almost broke this fucker down. Yeah. Uh, the Bill Shatner Get a Life movie is coming out where he goes around and tries to figure out who the assholes are that like him. <laughs> he loves fucking with them. He hates the people who like him. Oh, yeah, you can't stand them. He despises them and wishes they were dead. He wishes they would stop getting together. Every single one of these conventions, he just bust, was just has been dead inside, just not knowing what to say to these guys. I've never been to like a gathering of something like that before, like yeah. you know, a concert, yes, but like a gathering of like-minded people. I think I've been to a Comic Con before, but I guess this is different though because this is real hardcore. So it was one thing, right? You didn't like you've been to like an afternoon one, not one where everybody goes to a city and stays there. Oh no, no, that's no. what these people have come from all over. Like the Comic Con that you went to, people from New York just go to, but the San Diego Comic Con. People like plan their lives around it. They have the most elaborate costumes too. They come out of pocket. Yeah, yeah because they, they don't it. like to watch something. They want to be that thing. It's cosplay. What's that mean? Costume play, where they'll people. No, dress how's that up. different than ass play? I'm sure. I think. Well, I think that's in companies ass play too. Because maybe I think they'll it fuck leads with the to ass. ass play. In some instances, sure. Um, here is, uh, Andrew, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I, I don't think that's real. As funny as it is, because, uh, just from listening to radio, anytime you guys are off mic, you can barely hear what's going on. And that's, like, crystal clear. All right, can you hear this? Yeah, like a little tapping. That's a pen. <laughs> I just wanted to say, we might have to run some tests on this before... I think he okay. was just seriously shocked at how loud it was. <laughs> I think he was trying to uh, gross out the guys in the booth, some horseplay, and got caught off guard. I don't think that the sweetness, the feminine sweetness of that fart, is something that you'd want to share with other guys. He did. A rip, you want to go, hey. Check this shit. But, <laughs> no, that's too embarrassing. That's your fucking grandmother's trying to get to the back of a fucking car and accidentally slips one. Uh, we got a, a break here for the Hicksie. You got to get out. I'm going to hit that old dusty trail. What uh, What do you have to do down there at UCB? You got to start setting up the room and make sure... Set up. It's a fucking theater. <laughs> what do you got to do? Walk the fucking things and make sure there's no popcorn? <laughs> We'll bust out some duct tape. Do some repairs. That's fucking strange. Yeah, we are doing... When are we playing this on Friday? 
Yeah, Friday, 2 p.m. After the show today, we're going to go do the Unmasked with Disease and Sorry, uh, who's like... I don't know, he's finding himself like one of the hottest young comics today, huh? Fucking mm-hmm. hot fire. Is yeah, what people he are is. crazy about yeah. him. He's blowing the fuck up. Your whole generation's nuts about him, huh? Yeah, apparently, yeah. And you don't have a, like a lot of young comics that people are into. Oh, there's this one comedian named Hannibal Burris who's so funny. Yeah. He's, yeah, check him out if you haven't. I know who Hannibal is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like him a lot. But not, I mean, Daniel Tosh, I think, is a hit and miss comedian. Whoa. Um, if I can go on record. I didn't think that you needed to. I've never <laughs> seen his comedy. I've only saw the Tosh show, mm. which is like written for him. And the way he delivers, he's a very funny guy. I mean, he just mm-hmm. one one-liner after another. That's all I know of him. So I've never seen him walk out with his own material. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just says to those guys, write me up another 100 one-liners, and I'll just go out and do them. <laughs> Ooh, I'll kill it. But why are you trying to take Fez down a fucking... Oh, are you a fan of his? No. Oh. Fez wants rape jokes stamped out. Even though when I did five rape jokes during that to see when he would say something, not once. <laughs> not once would he go, oh, let me be in that. He was just going, Blowhard's talking now, so I'll be quiet. This is Blowhard's time. And then Blowhard shines a light in him. Fez, why don't you do something about them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Matt. Matt, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ron, with, um, with Hicks leaving, uh, who are you going to talk to? I'm going to talk to Fez Watley. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. I'm going to talk to Mr. Fez Watley. we got a lot to go over. Uh, we're going to break here. We'll be right back. Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. This is... The Run and Fez Show. Yeah, buddies, it's the Run and Fez Show on what is now. The first really post Chris Hicks time in the history of the show. It feels got, weird. Huh? It feels weird. It is weird. It feels weird that you're jumping in as the number two Mike. I know. But that is what you're standing up for and ready for. Hey, you coming down to the Aziz thing later today? Yeah, no? we'll be there tonight for the Aziz Unmasked. I'm probably going to bring you up. And try some of your jokes out for Aziz. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that would be awesome. Because he's always looking uh, for new guys. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show uh, on a... We're Wednesday today, right? Today uh, is Wednesday. Today you know, I opened Wednesday. the show calling it a Tuesday, and no one ever corrected me. <laughs> I remember now when the show started, I said Tuesday. Yeah. And no one ever corrects me on this show. Well, now in the archives, when somebody's listening to it on a Tuesday, they'll, they'll be, like, be like, perfect. It's yeah. perfect. It's a Tuesday. It's perfect best stuff for a Tuesday. Yeah, until they find out, get to this part in the show. Uh, all right. The only person who wrote in, now I'm finding out because I look back over it, uh, GVAC is the only one who's still like a friend who's like, oh, Ron, you're a fucking human. Sometimes you make mistakes. 
I will correct you. Not go be like, oh, I guess Ron's right. I guess it's still a Tuesday. <laughs> Nothing we should be doing then. Um, he actually wrote a very funny line. According to the Bible, it's a Wednesday. Oh. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to be doing the 2 o'clock snack a little early today because we are expecting a big guest. And I'll let you know that as, as soon as I get an update on it. Um, over on the iBang, still a lot going down, including the person on a chairlift uh, at Seaside... During a lightning storm. You know, the lightning storms uh, come up. Uh, we had one hit in the city the other day. Uh, that it, it felt like that the lightning crack was actually inside my living room. It was just so explosive. And these lightning storms are coming up all over the country now. Because we're coming out of that bad heat. But this uh, girl was in a chairlift. They stopped the chairlift. Now, for some reason, she thinks she's going to be hit by lightning, so she decides to do the right thing and jump. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Like, it's not like she was holding metal rods or anything. <laughs> Maybe so she you, was. You, yes, the whole thing is a metal rod. Now, yeah. you're saying you agree with her. You would have taken the leap. Oh, no. Saved your life. Oh, no, I would have. You would have stayed yeah, on and risked being hit. I would have ta- gone for a ride. Um, I don't understand why you're on a chairlift, A. Yeah. B, while you're on a chairlift when the clouds are coming in, doesn't seem to be a good idea. Mm. Uh, but, you know, when I lived in Florida, I know quite a few people who have been hit by lightning. Oh. It happens a lot there. One dude I know, they say lightning never strikes twice. Uh-huh. It hit him twice. What? And he's still alive? Yeah, still alive. Wow. Both times. One time he got knocked out of his own shoes. Like it hit him so hard that when they woke him up, his shoes were like a couple of feet away. <laughs> She totally made the right call. I hate heights, but I am getting the hell out of the lightning storm. Well, she she said, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to either get struck by lightning or break a leg, maybe. That's You're doing she, a girl voice now? Yeah, I was doing a girl voice. I don't feel like I'm overly afraid of lightning because, I, you know, I, it's like a shark where, yeah, you know the odds are there, but something else is probably mm-hmm. going to get hit yeah. by the lightning. Now, I have been on the beach in Florida where your hair starts to stand up and everybody else's hair starts to stand up because, you know, yeah. it's all in the air there. And you're like, oh, fuck, we better get in. So it's not like I'll, I'm one of those guys who will risk it. But to make a jump 35 feet, um, no, this is, this is senseless. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Why did they feel the need to stop this thing? It was um, a power outage ah. because of the storm that was rolling in. So she's stuck there. Yeah, she landed in soft sand, too. Yeah, you can get that. But thir- they say 35 feet. And if they, you know, if that's true, that's still break your neck fucking area. Yeah. Uh, so to jump or to ride it out, Fez, you're a jump. It's not even debatable. You're... I didn't even know you had a lightning fear. Oh, yeah, yeah. When that cr- I don't even know if I would have a choice in it. When that thunder would crack so loud, I think it would knock me out of the chair. I didn't even see any lightning or thunder in this fucking picture. Mm. I just saw a little girl losing her shit. 
making the decision that she shouldn't have made. Yeah. Now I don't I don't know this. She kicks her shoes off before she jumps. Is that supposed to help you in a big fall of not having your sandals on? I don't know yeah. whether they were sandals or not. If there are heels on it, you definitely don't want to land on your heels. Yeah. You'd be better off in your bare feet. I mean, you're better off trying to come up with some kind of roll. But you can see, I mean, she didn't even really hang that long, right? I mean, it seemed no. like it seemed like that this thing that she did was more panicked than anything else. Yeah, more in the moment. All right, let's bring the volume up on a little bit. There she is. Screaming. See, I see this more as a panic attack than a, an idea. Uh oh. Yeah, she didn't even hang. Yeah. She just jumped. She had a panic attack. That looked like an awkward fall. Yeah. Um, let's go over here to Ben. Ben in Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Sound like a million bucks. Um, she was actually perfectly safe where she was. The ride's made out of metal. It falls with path of least resistance. It would hit the metal and go straight to the ground. That's why with those Tesla coils, guys walk around in those uh, metal armor suits. Right. You know, with, with the light bulbs, and they don't get hurt. So they she might. would have been perfectly fine just to sit and ride it out. Absolutely, because she wasn't touching the ground. She wasn't grounded. The ride was. That is a fantastic story. That's good to hear. So there you are, Fez. Your thing would have been um, risking a 35-foot fall when you were perfectly safe. Yeah, but you're sitting there in the middle of it. It's hard to convince yourself, to convince yourself the physics of lightning at that moment. But the thing is, you have to convince yourself. Like, you, you do have to convince yourself. Your thing of acting like there's nothing to do but panic, no, that's not true. Panic is a choice. It's a it's one of the choices that people make. Um, let's go up over here to Murphy in Rockland. You're in front of us. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. yeah. When I was 16, I got hit by lightning twice. Once I was in the tree fort, and once I came through the telephone, the old landline. Oh, yeah. They would always yell, get off the phone. <laughs> get off the now, phone. It's lightning out. And now I'm an electrician, so go figure it out. That is fucking hysterical. That's because you you can't die. You've realized now that you yeah. cannot die. Um, there was, uh, if you've ever gotten any bad shocks before, uh, I was doing this thing where uh, unloading and loading these trucks when I was in the carnival, and the guy hadn't ground it. If you touched anywhere on this 18-wheeler, anywhere, uh-huh. You got a fucking terrible shock. Yeah. And he had it leaned up against the tent. So as we were coming in and out, the truck was right there. And we would brush up against it and get a fucking terrible shock all the time. And you were at a point where you're like, I'm going to kill this fucker. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Well, growing up, like, I had uncles who, like, lived on farms. Mm -hmm. So we, like, climb under electric fences to, like, get to places. Right. And my brother grabbed onto it and started getting shocked and he couldn't like let go for a few seconds because, really yeah he was okay eventually i didn't think that electric fence carried that much i thought it was enough yeah. just to give a buzz it was enough to like it actually stuck him on like, yeah it actually stuck him on yeah that's insane that you can't let go of it mm-hmm. that you're just so charged up that yeah. your body's just feeding it summary mm. 866 run zero fez 
866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, talking about lightning strikes, electricity, and a young girl who jumped 35 feet because she thought she could have been hit by lightning. Uh, Frank in Florida, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Fez, I know you have a bridge phobia, but I was just curious. Would you go up in that chairlift at all, even put yourself in that position? Oh, no. I made Fez fall on the ground watching some guys working on windows in another building. Uh, the other day, I'm like, hey, look at these guys. They're putting windows on, and they're doing it like about the 28th floor. Uh-huh. And Fez is watching, and then he went down, and he had to kneel here in the hallway. Oh, wow. And oh. I'm like, you're not going to blow me, are you? And he's like, <laughs> no, I just... Just seeing that it freaks me out. It's yeah. like a need to try to get as close to the ground as possible, even though we're still up in this monstrosity. Yeah. Like vertigo, that kind of thing. He gets vertigo, yeah. Yeah, but if I got on that sky ride, I would expect two things. That it would get stuck or it would collapse. I would go in there thinking one of those two things is going to happen. Yeah. That the thing's going to crash. But, yeah, but do you realize this is why you're always nervous and you never have a good time? Like, I, I took the elevator up with you today, and you were acting like the elevator was going to crash the whole way up. And you do that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, it just, yeah. when it starts to shake, it just, it feels like the bottom, it just doesn't feel solid underneath me. Yeah, I usually have my ups and downs on elevators. No, would you get it this, <laughs> That's your joke. <laughs> well, sometimes it lifts my spirits, but I, I, it always pushes the right buttons. Phipps, I want you to beat this kid up after the show today. Just start punching him. I don't know if I can. He's too goofy. <laughs> um, yeah, good, awesome. Yeah. Let's go over here to um, Katie in North Carolina. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, I grew up on a tobacco farm, and so uh, we'd have electric fences, you know, to keep in the cattle, the horses. And we'd invite some of our friends over that weren't quite so experienced with, you know, farm life. And we'd take four or five of us, and we'd hold hands in a chain. And the one that touched the electric fence didn't get much of a shock, but the poor bastard on the end got knocked off his seat. And it was hilarious. So, what, are you living on some tobacco farm? Yes, sir. On both sides of my family, we farm tobacco and had chicken houses and stuff like that. Man, that must have been some upbringing, huh? Uh, no, it was. By the time it got to me, I didn't have to, you know, go out and prime tobacco or rack tobacco. But my dad right now is hauling tobacco, and they're all out there in the heat and probably suffering i'm sure you know i was i never even really talk about this but i was born um in a trunk and uh my mama died and my daddy got drunk and they left me here to die alone in the middle of tobacco road uh (laughs) no one's left that knows music it's really sad. sad it's not sad it's not real i'm doing the music oh. thing. It was like who's left to be for me to talk to who's left mm-hmm. that won't take everything as if it was actually yeah. true um miles in minnesota you're my face hey guys say that was a dude years ago and uh he either the guess will book a records for getting struck by lightning like 70 times documented he was some forestry dude and he'd be out in the woods and he just gets struck by lightning, and one particular time he was actually sleeping in his sleeping bag and was trapped there for like two and a half days because it welded the zipper shut, and he couldn't get out. Welded was, his fucking zipper shut. Oh, here's, here's Woody in California. Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Um, 
when I was a boy, about 14 months old, I fit into an electric cord while my aunt was watching me. And uh, I, I don't know if it's a result of it or not, but when I got into high school, I was taking electronics, found out that the human skin resistance is around 100,000 ohms, and mine is roughly 15 times that, something like 1.5 million ohms skin resistance. So you're basically almost a superhero. You should fight crime. Oh. Yeah. Or really become a master criminal. You can go either yeah, way. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter Sky's to us. Limit. Do yourself a favor, though. Join Marvel, because the DC Old Man comics are not... Uh... Could do Let's better. see if Batman makes a fucking thing. Are you now rooting for Batman to beat the Avengers Fest? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, now I am because of Spider-Man totally crapping out on me. Uh, I'll slide over to the Batman camp. Well, I, too, am rooting for Batman. Yeah. Yes. Against who? Joker? Uh, yeah. Uh, duh. I just felt like he got in the criminal's business too much. I don't like the vigilante thing. Yeah. I wouldn't make a good Batman. I'd be way too laid back for it. No, you would stink at anything. I can't imagine <laughs> a job that you would be good at. Uh, parking maid? Parking meter? Guy? No. Okay. I don't see that happening. What about, um, lumberjack? King, yeah. right. You know what? You're right. You could be the lumberjack king. All right. Where you get together and you wear a crown and you chop fucking trees down with an axe. Do that. There's a job called lumberjack yeah. king. <laughs> Just think to yourself if the, if lumberjacks would have royalty. Um, let's go over to Alex in Jersey. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Yeah. I'm only sitting here in advanced science, and uh, you can actually, if the sound guy doesn't ground your PA, when you put your lips on that microphone, you'll get the same feeling you got when you brush against that truck on your lips. It's unbelievable. Oh, God, yeah. Well, it used to be really common. They do better with it now, right? But, like, in the old days, people would be knocked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. It only happens now if you're playing a basement show in Brooklyn or something. Right. I mean, you know. Wasn't like Gene That's Simmons uh, electrocuted or something like that? I'm sure most of those guys of that era have taken really, really bad shocks yeah. before. And I would just say, all right, motherfuckers, now we're acoustic band because <laughs> I'm not going to put up with this shit anymore. I remember like growing up in a rusty shack. All I owned was what was hanging on my back. And you know, know how I loathe. This place called Tobacco Road. Um, let's go over here to, and it's fun the the give and take that we have. That's part of all the fun of it. Here's Trent, Louisiana. You're on a fest. Ronnie B. All right. Um, I was about eight years old, just gotten out of the bathtub, and then I grew up real poor. Our washer and dryer was right by the bathtub. I dropped my somehow I dropped my towel behind the washer machine. So the smart thing to do, of course is to unravel a wire coat hanger and fish it out from behind the washing machine. Stick it straight into the electrical plug, knocks out the whole house, knocks myself out, and my mom comes in there waking me up, scared to death. While your dick is out. Exactly. All shocked hard. Like, literally shocked hard. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Um, we had a kid in our neighborhood get electrocuted, uh, climbing up the uh, utility pole, Ooh. trying to get a kite down. Everything they tell you not to do yeah. with a kite, 
gets blasted by the power lines. That was the first time I ever saw an ambulance take anyone away. Was he okay? Uh, ended up very messed up in a wheelchair. He was part of a set of twins, identical twins. And then you always knew yeah. you could tell him <laughs> apart after that. But yeah. that kid, he was like bleeding from the mouth and was blue. Yeah. Oh, is that Bobby or Jay? Oh, no, it's Bobby. He's in the wheelchair. Yeah. He has wheels. Uh, let's go over here to uh, George. George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Well, Ronnie B in the gang, you know, it's hard to follow the fucking Benjamin Franklin story, but uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen that uh, Stan, um, uh, Stan Lee Superhuman, um, but there's this dude in India, this old dude, he can fucking take these electrical wires and put them in his fucking mouth, man, and he can hold light bulbs in his hands, and he can connect hot plates and actually generate enough um, energy to actually cook an egg, dude, but it's fucking unreal because he's like, voltages bypass the arteries in his heart, and um, he's able to do this shit without being hurt. Wow. Uh, I like freaks a lot. I love them a lot. All right, we did find out. We do have a guest coming up in a little bit. Uh, Three-time Oscar-nominated. Now has a new TV show. Uh, Matter of fact, also is in the number one movie of all time. But has a new TV uh, show called Political Animals. Coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. So, in honor of that, the 3 o'clock snack, which we're going to do early, is Hot Girls and Ghostbuster outfits. Or maybe we should put Hot Avatar fucking blue people. That'd be good, too. But you, did you like Avatar? Never saw it. Hate to say it. Why don't you bring that up to Scorny Weaver? I understand <laughs> you're in a big fucking show. Yeah. I'm not even, I have no idea what it was. I'll just be like, yeah, I loved you in uh, Dances with Wolves or The Last Samurai. Because Avatar has a similar plot. All right. Um, don't say anything to her. I won't. At all. <laughs> I'm not going to. Nothing. I won't. Um, let's go over here to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Red Fest show. Hey, guys. Um, about two summers ago, I'm coming over the bridge out of Ocean City, New Jersey. I think it's the 15th Street Bridge. And, uh, but I- about a hundred yards ahead of me, I watched a lightning bolt hit a uh, 220 kV power line, and uh, all the bridge lights instantly went out. And lucky enough, I was actually uh, uh, videotaping it on my uh, cell phone at the time, and uh, you know, put it up on YouTube. I think it's uh, like Ocean City lightning strike or something like that. Oh, uh, the the sound of it is it's absurd. Um, about it. That's great. All right, uh, 3 o'clock snack is up, and we honestly went with more than a handful. I think that's even the Hooters. Ooh. Isn't don't isn't that Hooters' uh, little thing? I think they're more, more than, than a mouthful. More than yeah. A, yeah. Okay. Whoever said anything more than a handful is a waste was an idiot. Is it a waste to have more than a mouthful of food? But that has nothing to do with these pictures. Look at the nice girls that have more than a handful and make sure you vote for one. It's getting close to brackets time. I didn't know that we were doing uh, brackets. I'm very excited about this. Where we go back over and find out the greatest snacks. 
Oh, man, I don't even know where I would begin to pick in this one. I think... Uh, hmm. They're all good. Oh, wait. I'm going to fucking definitely pick uh, one. It's fucking Kate Beckinsale. That's one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, one, man. one. I'm done. Bing, bong. Yes, I will go with row one, picture three. Picture three is going to be hard to beat. Already moved up to number one. And that's because she has massive fake Mass, More than a handful. Row three, picture two, I suspect will do very, very well. Mm-hmm. Just because it's someone else's handfuls. It's true. Peggy wants to know if there's any trannies today. I'm not even sure if that is, but I wouldn't mind this game if we start to do find the tranny, win a prize. <laughs> we have to know for a f- How could somebody pick anything over Kate Beckinsale? She is lovely. Isn't she lovely? There's her tits. I was always told to hold on loosely, but not to let go. Yeah, that is a good idea. And if I squeeze but too tightly. You, you see it all around you. Good love yeah. and gone bad. Mm-hmm. And usually it's too late when you find what you had. Yeah. Now my mind goes back to a girl I met some time ago. Yeah. And who told me. Yeah. Uh... Hold on loosely. But don't let go, yeah. yeah. Well, my uncle always said to rock the boat, and then I was like, I don't want to rock the boat, baby. Well, don't tip the boat over. I don't want to tip it over. Yeah, but you rock the boat. Yeah, and then my granddad, he'd be like, purple haze all in my brain. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> you're wasting your time, Wait, granddad. Purple what? Purple haze. Oh, I thought you said purple A, because I would have spent the day laughing at you. Trip, triple it's A. It's the good, the give and take that the three of us have. Three buddies, double pounds. No. That just makes us look retarded when we do that. Locked and retarded. Uh, Sigourney Weaver coming up, and you're going to keep your pie hole shut. Yes. Look at me. Ticking a lock. Got it. Anybody who picks anyone of Kate Beckinsale, I'd be amazed. She, Despite she the girl with... Oh, you, now, by the way, you guys are now saying someone who... Overly fills their breast up with some kind of fucking chemical mm-hmm. is more attractive than a world class uh, beauty. Beauty, and then Davy writes, and I hate this. I love big boobies. <laughs> One three does it for me. I will never use the word boobies in my life. I mean, the fucking Russian rape marines could have me, <laughs> and I wouldn't use the name boobies. She's in a close second, though, right now, with the big boob. I mean, uh, titty girl. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to give you that. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Keith. Keith, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I got a funny story about electric fence. When, I was, when we were kids, uh, my, my brothers and I would visit my... Um, my grandparents who lived out in the country, and there was a, uh, a cattle farm right, you know, right next to their property had electric fence. It was kind of fun when we were kids. We'd take these long blades of grass, stick them on the fence, and you would gradually burn through. We got a kind of a kick out of that. But my dog used to always come with us, and one day <clears throat> he was hanging out with us, and he, and he took a leak. He lifted his leg, pissed on the fence, and he shot off like a rocket. And he got shocked through his piss. 
like I said, his pecker, he took off. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. You know what? I never had an old, boring uncle, but today I feel like I do. And I love to hear your old farm stories, Uncle Keith. Back in my day, dog used to piss on the fence, yeah. and electricity would go through it. Sometimes I'll just have, like, a hard day, night. What? Uh, just stop doing <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, appreciate you, Mike, doing no, it. No, you're but welcome. Now... What kind of farm was it that you were on when you were a kid? Uh, my great uncle's. Uh, well, what was okay, so great right, about right. it? It was uh, seriously. What was so great about him? I mean, your great uncle. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I had a good uncle, I, but I never had a great uncle. Well, he he was. Why was he a great uncle? Because he used to make out with you. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't. We didn't get that far. He died before that. Oh, before we got to, to that part of our relationship. Sorry to hear it. Thanks. I didn't even know he was sick. <laughs> yeah, it was like cows, chickens, um, wheat. Uh, eggs. Why didn't he specialize? <laughs> Maybe he would have done a little better for himself if he had picked one thing and stayed with it. Yeah. Um, all right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Joe in Philly. You're on the Run of Show. Hey, Ron. Uh, you just mentioned uh, the term Russian rape Marines. I was wondering if I could use that as a band name. You could, but then when you... Do your CD. I want to be mentioned on the back in the special thanks in the liner notes. The only thing I ever like in life is to be mentioned in liner notes mm -hmm. and be mentioned in an introduction in a uh, book. I was actually quoted in Jay Moore's book, and to me that's much better than writing my own book. Yeah. Because I'm in a book, and I didn't have to write anything. Yeah. I'll just uh, go into stores and sign my names on a bunch of the copies. I wish that you would stop telling me about your life. <laughs> I wish that you would just stay like a mystery to me. Did I did I say me? Because I met uh, <laughs> Pips. He was telling me about this earlier. How he just goes in bookstores, signs Pips. Into books. I know that you giggle out of nervousness, but wait to let other people laugh. Okay. Don't you start. All right. Okay. You can't help it, can you? Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, there was a Florida, and by the way, Florida is just batshit crazy these days. Florida is out of their minds. Out of their minds. And there was a fist fight between a couple of families down there in Florida after, uh, during a murder trial. And I don't get what's happened to that state. I know it's very, very hot. I know there's a lot of humidity and there's no hills. That's the most difficult stuff. Also, nowhere in the state of Florida, since everybody has like a ranch house, is there such a thing as stairs. And one guy has a second floor place, but people just walk up to it. They see stairs. They just bang their ankles against it for one and they just turn around and leave. Because you tend to work, walk almost robotically. Now, you grew up in what state? Uh, Minnesota. All right. So you've got a lot more. but We got stairs. But you've, this is your first year that you've had a summer that didn't snow. Because <laughs> normally yeah. it you snows really, yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, usually in July, yeah. What did you used to do? Did you have to take, go to school and there was like snowshoes like those tennis rackets that you would yeah. tie to your feet just no not that but just you have to dress up so warmly in so many layers walking through snow like oh if i take this route i can cut through this building 
That'll give me 30 seconds of, is, is of this, peace. Is the freezing just unbearable there? In January, yeah. I mean, it's pretty tolerable the other months, but January is just like... You would think that you me. would have every single day off for a snow yeah, day. Yeah, no. But I, then they would never go to school, though. We, we you know had... I mean? like, there is yeah. a minimum that you can, you know, take off. Yeah, it's not so much the snow there, more than it's just like the extreme cold. Like, I think I only had one snow day growing up, but I had like three off because it was negative... 30 degrees out. And we'll just, see. You know. The reason why you don't take snow days is because you guys know how to get rid of snow. But, like, when yeah. I lived in Virginia, if there was a threat of snow, the kids got yeah. off of school. Yeah. Because they were like, we don't know. It comes down, lands in the street, and there's then there's no way to get rid of it. We know. We laugh at, like, states like Texas who get... Stop I, laughing at people. I, we, well, chuckle. We chuckle amusingly at states like Texas Did after you get they get, like, an hung inch up of on snow. the snow. You couldn't get. I was trying to make it into a word. Okay, so you laugh at other states that can't get rid of snow very quickly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to get formal with me. What? How much snow do you get a, a winter there, though? Um, I don't know. Average amount of well. Oh, average amount. <laughs> yeah, okay, average amount of snow. We get like. I mean, is there it's, feet every no, year? It, it really depends on the winter. It's pretty arbitrary every year. Usually, it's like we'll get. Does everybody play hockey though in Minnesota? All the time? Oh yeah, it's a culture there. How about you? You play hockey? No, I never. I played pickup hockey, but I never played growing up, like on a team. Yeah, yeah. But people like know how to skate, play hockey, a lot, listen to Prince. Right. Uh, you ran out of things yeah. very quickly. There's a lot to do around here. Skate. Uh, slide in your sneakers on the ice. You could do that. Um, ice fish. Yeah. Did I mention skating? <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that. Did you ever just look at your parents and go, why don't we move? No. Well, no. No. Uh, here's uh, Murph in Georgia. You're my fess. What's up, boys? None of your hey, goddamn Eric. business. <laughs> what I'm doing is my own... Affairs. Nobody else needs to know about it. That's true. Mm. Hey, buddy. Um, I grew up in Michigan. We had an eight-inch limit before we got a snow day. Here in Georgia, if it rains hard, the kids get off school. See ya. Uh, well, they do. They panic if it starts to rain mm. too hard. Um, Fez also has an eight-inch limit, but that's a whole different thing. I don't even want anybody to think about it. Um, let's go over to Chris in Virginia. Hey, don't forget to ask Sigourney about... Oh, you let the shark through. After all this time we were bragging, the shark came through. Sam. Oh, you don't take responsibility? You just blame it on others? No. You don't see yourself as part of a team? Sam's sensational at what she does. Anna is a boss, though, what she does. What do you mean? She, She just will not care when she's on the phone. She... For the benefit of the show, she'll just hang up on you. So you feel like you're third best. I would say I'm like a 1.5. Out of the three interns, rank them in terms of being an asset. Uh, okay. Anna and Sam are tied first, Mm -hmm. and then I'll I'll take second place. All right, I'm failing you. (laughs) Okay. Without Chris here, I get to make up the things. I'm giving you an F. Okay. You're going to have to redo your internship. <laughs> okay. They never asked for that. To like, yeah, hey, you do so bad, you have to so do it bad. again. Yeah. I'm looking you have around. To go back. I'm looking around for a signal where we are on this. 
No idea, huh? I'm going to start and uh, put in a new thing. I want you to be in charge of this. Producers okay. meetings. Okay. Pre-show. Okay. Producers meetings pre-show. Okay. And I want you to run it. All right. I can, I'm ready, coach. Um, the 3 o'clock snack is up early uh, on the iBang today if you want to go check it out. Also up on the iBang, um, a story that Fez was interested in. Science students prove that Batman isn't real. Yes, he's a comic book character. Do you have to take... I'm sure these are college students who are having their tuition paid for them to try to let us know that... A what comic are you set book, the table before you get into the beef? What exactly happened? They uh, put out a formula saying that Batman could not possibly use his cape as a glider. He would glide fine enough, but he would be killed on impact every time he tried to land. It would be basically like getting hit by a car going 50 miles an hour every time he tried to land, like he does in the Batman movies. Yes. Those of us that are reading comic books aren't reading them like they're textbooks, like they're supposed to be facts. We know Batman doesn't exist. But that's why we adults kind of prefer science fiction. Because there will be some science that goes into it where this is closer to being fantasy or magic. That's the problem yeah. with this stuff. You know, if you're watching Star Trek, those people sit around and go, wait, how would this technically work? Come up with a way. And normally the only thing that's lacking is some kind of fuel that hasn't been invented yet. You typically. What's that? I said typically. Oh, typically. Yeah. Oh, all right. I understand. Yes. But so, he was halfway there. They said his cape would work as a glider like it does in the film. Right, but then you crash and die. So what they should do is show him dying at the end and then go like this. Well, that's it. We had five minutes of Batman in this movie. He was so stupid, he just slid into the ground. How come gliders aren't dying when they land places? Well, I guess it's the way that Batman lands compared to way a uh, way that a glider comes in. Well, why doesn't he try to come in like a glider? He doesn't have the room for that. He has he's he's aiming at something. He's either like he's going to break his legs, landing on a rooftop on top of a car. A glider's going to come in on a runway. You sound like you're going to see the next Batman movie. Oh, I am not seeing it. Nope. I made a vow. There's no Riddler in it, so I am not seeing it. Great payoff. So it's, I mean, we would, if this is like a college study, then the next thing is going to be that Superman can't really shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. That's why it's not science fiction Yeah. the way uh, even James Cameron is trying to do science fiction. Yeah. Well, he tries to come up with, hey, this shit could really happen. Not, hey, it's just a movie, so it doesn't matter. Mm hmm. Terminator. Like, I guess all the Marvel stuff is real. And then, because they even showed that the Iron Man um, woodwork. costume would work, except for we need to figure out what the energy is in that little yeah. place. Well, okay. I call it heart energy or love. <laughs> Well, uh, I think, like, the History Channel did a study on the Batman technology, and they have this memory cloth. 
And the memory cloth works when you like electrically charge the cape; it becomes solid, and you could glide. That's in the, the Batman movie. Oh well, yeah, that too. Well, they go into into it into depth of it. Bruce Wayne has resources; the rest of us don't. Well, after Iron Man, they they say is the second best. I mean, Iron Man, of course, invents his own stuff. Bruce Wayne gets a black guy to invent it for him. That's and then yeah. takes full credit. The end. Uh, he the, has the ideas. He's just having Lucius Fox expedite it, produce oh, it. I could come up with ideas too. Like I could, uh, hey, give me a boat that flies. That doesn't make me a genius. <laughs> the guy who actually built the boat that flies would be the genius. I think David's dad might have a boat that flies. Yeah, actually. sure. The intern. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Making fun of you. Here's Chris. You're on Fez. Doodles Weaver is recording. Oh my God, uh, Mark. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey buddies. Hey, what's up with uh, these? The same scientists that said you couldn't run under a seven minute mile. Those scientists are dead because even high school kids run under a seven minute mile. I've done uh, it. What's that? I said I've done it. What have so. you? What do you run a mile in? Uh, the fastest I've ran it in was like six. 15. All right. Well, then you would be as good as any third grade girl. Thanks. Because that's really a slow mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A high school mile should be, what, 430? Probably. 440? Yeah. Maybe. So you're coming in a full two minutes after the race yeah. is over. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I ran it when I was a sophomore in high school. So I had that high school body, too. Right. And then you had to say to yourself, wow, am I so much worse than everyone else who runs track? <laughs> yeah. And then you quit after your sophomore year? Yeah, I quit, yeah. That's when you gave up athletics? No, I, I was I always played soccer growing up. Yeah, but I'm talking about athletics. Oh, then yes, in that case, if you want to put it like that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know what the, other kids, what the other kid's dad does, right? Yeah, I do. That makes your little soccer story look ridiculous. I know. All right, we're getting ready for our guest to come in. She is in the biggest movie of all time. Which I would love to be able to make that statement about yeah. myself. I'd like to be able to say, oh, you like movies? Well, you know the biggest movie of all time, Avatar? I was in it. Yeah. Uh, not only that, let's go over some of the films uh, that she's done. Alien. Mm-hmm. And that's science what, Fez? Fiction. Fiction. Not mm-hmm. fantasy. Ghostbusters. That's another big one. Science fiction. fiction. This could happen. Mm-hmm. You could come up with some kind of backpack that catches ghosts. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Um, Gorillas in the Mist. That's science. Science. Yeah. Two sciences. She was in The Fly, too, right? No. Just oh. please shut the fuck up. Don't get that in my head before a guest comes Sorry. in here. Who's the one he's thinking of that was in the fly? Gina Ger- Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. So now I'm just going to act like this. Well, hello, Gina Davis. How are you? Oh, I'd kill to have Hicks back. You know, the beauty of it is the next time when you're out, Fez, I'm moving you to second mic. I'm, not, I'm never, never going to give you that pound. As many times they put it out there, I'm never going to actually do it. It's hard to resist. Going I know for it. that's, yeah. but this is the thing that we have. 
I was going over some of the movies that she's done. Uh, Working Girl. She was the bad person in Working Girl. Ice Storm. God, she was unbelievable mm-hmm. in Ice Storm. Phenomenal, phenomenal actress. And, of course, Avatar. She played the scientist who then mm-hmm. became the blue lady. Who ran around and was nice to yeah. people. And I think, I thought she died in it, but then James Cameron says she's going to somehow be in the other ones. Yeah, she she's scheduled for Avatar 2 right now. How can she be scheduled? Didn't she die? I don't know. I haven't seen it. You know, between you and Fez and your inability or negativity towards watching films. This is so weird, dude. So, listen to this after. Yeah, and it's important that you bring it with you, so I give it back. I may or may not bring it, depending on how I feel. Okay, please bring it. <laughs> Mark Zito. Boy, the show prep that they give me is just ridiculous these days. Blank CD. No, it's not blank. Something very important is burn on it, and I have to give it back because if I was to upload this into the internet right now, mm-hmm. boom, it would take off on wildfire. And I would be like Ronnie B. Terence. Everybody would be talking about me constantly. I'd be that guy. Yeah. So I might do it. This, this is an unreleased CD. Whoa. Of material that we could actually just start bootlegging and selling. Okay. Anyway, let me go back to my guest. Let's see what other movies that she's done. Because she's done a ton of them. Three uh, Academy Award nominations. Oh, here's why they like her. She does science fiction, action, and horror. Oh, and she's born here. Mm. In Money Making Manhattan. I saw her on the Upper East Side before. No, I saw Walking Down the Street yesterday. It was Fran Leibowitz. And I just gave her a, hey, friend. Like, maybe I was her old friend or something. Yeah. Like, hey, friend. Not like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours, but we know each other. I'm just too busy to stop for you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Sigourney Weaver coming in within moments. The uh, excitement level in the building is through the roof. Yeah, Biggest movie of all time. And you know, I always say, if it's the biggest movie, that makes it the best movie. Yeah. And I don't like movies unless they're really, really popular. Yeah. Like, my favorite movie, Mm -hmm. Avatar. Second favorite movie, Titanic. Third favorite movie, uh... Terminator? No. Terminator goes way back. Would be Avengers. But I also want to bring up another film that she did. Uh, called Copycat, which, very quirky, mm-hmm. but this was a copycat serial killer. She was like the psychologist that had to figure out what he was doing. But he would go out and recreate murders from famous psycho killers. Okay. Is that a popcorn film? Yeah, I just didn't see what it was. But it's terrific. Um, and I believe she was also in Dave. Yes. 
A lot of movies. I love Dave. I love that movie. Okay. That's why I'm looking forward to the new thing she's doing, because it's very political. Well, it's very different. I saw it. Where Dave is a comedy, this is uh, hardcore. I've seen the first couple episodes. And she's playing, basically, Hillary Rodden Clinton, although we don't say that. It's obviously based on that. Mm-hmm. But if I probably say to her, so you're playing Hillary Clinton in this? No. No. No, I'm not. I'm playing Dave again. All right. So uh, very, very excited to have her come in. Let's welcome Miss Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver in uh, studio with us. Brand new TV show, Political Animals, and much different from, I think, any political show I've ever seen oh, good. on TV before. Uh, it moves very, very fast. It's pretty edgy, and it seems like you guys are just, you know, at, from the start of this, you can go in like a million different directions. Well, I think that's true. And I think actually in the course of these six episodes, you see us go backward and forward in time. And it's very unpredictable. Well, the the family, it's, it's a political family. And I've always been curious about those kind of people because I guess it gets in your blood somehow, but in a way that I can't even... Understand. Well, I think that Greg Berlanti, who created the show, has always been fascinated by families who spent time in the White House because it seems to exact a price from these families, especially from the kids. And also the family often wants to get back in the White House. It's very addictive. It's yes, an addictive thing. it's very thing. addictive. Yeah. And um, so you see our hopefully fascinating but also dysfunctional family <laughs> you know yeah you, have you ever met a, a sitting president uh the, i have there's I have. no celebrity that matches that there's no kind i mean the energy that's around that whether it's a republican or a democrat doesn't matter but you get the feeling i'm in the center of the world oh right now. completely yes yeah. i think that's true who did you who did you meet i went to the reagan white house yeah um i was the guest of you know, I, I guess one of the little Saudi princes had just seen Ghostbusters and right. wanted to meet Zool. <laughs> so I was actually not, you know, being a, a Democrat, I at first said I was busy. And then my father lectured me on, if you're sure. invited by the president, you go. So I went and I did try. It was a, a, a very beautiful and glamorous night. And I did actually try to speak to President Reagan about abortion rights. And that didn't go over very sure. well. I was picked up and moved away from <laughs> yeah, the president right. very quickly. Because he's not going to be, you know what, Sigourney, you're right. I'm going to go against my party now that you've convinced right. me. Because obviously, and you see what happens, not so much with your character, uh, but because uh, I think that that there's somewhat of a moral center there, but the the person who plays your husband will move to whatever needs to be done politically. 
You know, that becomes the game. That becomes the purpose. I th- I think, you know, it's true. My character, Elaine, has a very strong moral compass and mm-hmm. a very... Um, a, a real gut idea of what the big picture is all the time. It's one of the reasons why she was so interesting to play. My husband, as played by Kieran Hines, is... I do think that he, he is on the side of right, but he is much more of a politician right. than Elaine. Elaine is much more of a sort of Girl Scout. She is. She speaks out. You know, you're, she's always who she is, yeah. whereas I think uh, Bud Hammond does play the game very well. And the, the thing is, the people that play the game, they have more fun. It's the strangest <laughs> thing about it, but because they take it less personal, you know, they take it less personal, and you can see that in the parenting, where I think fatherhood is a less personal hmm. thing than motherhood. Interesting. Uh, I, I have this theory that a lot of men, that, that when they work, on their way home, Remember, oh, yeah, I'm a dad, too, so I got some other stuff. But I don't (laughs) think it's ever out of the mother's mind. I think that's true. And I think it's one reason why I think mothers make very good practical politicians, because our DNA is all about keeping the child from falling in the fire, whereas men's DNA is much more about how to get the carcass of the deer back to the cave. And frankly, at this point in our culture in our country's history i think we need more people in congress who are worried about the children falling in the fire and we don't seem to have that many women that even run they uh, don't it's there's something about it and the other thing i think is in in women's dna that not so much for men is that team play let's let's bring the team let's win as a team where a man is like even if I'm on the team, I want to be that right. guy. I want to be the MVP I want on credit. the team. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so why do you think women stay out of politics? I, I think that um, women's ambition is, women and ambition is still a very, uh, an area that, that, that uh, we, we discuss this in the show. Women, it, we, ambition doesn't look good on women. Mm. And in, in fact, I think it's, it's going to change because, you know, we're almost 51% of the population. We, if you talk to, to girls, you know, who are in middle school or something, they say we need more people in Congress because they're 51% of us in this right. country. So I think it's going to change, but I think these things oddly change very slowly. Yeah, and also because I think that we still act like it's masculine ambition and to mm. somehow act masculine when I think what we need is feminine. Ambition. We need exactly what, and I think one of the reasons I wanted to do the show and play Elaine, uh, because I've often played people really on the periphery. You know, I've played a lot of eccentric people, in my opinion. Yeah. Really, what I'd call sort of character parts, even if they're leading parts. Elaine is really mainstream, a very normal, you know, person. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that way, it's very challenging. But I thought if I can. If I can play Elaine and show how how effective a woman is in Washington because she's not afraid to ask questions, she's she's not she is team building, she is listening, she is pointing out what's important. She's not playing games. She's not um, she doesn't uh, pursue power by intimidating and pushing around. It's just a different energy completely. If we can show how powerful that is, maybe we'll encourage more women to run, regardless of how it's reacted to. Uh, And the first part of her life, she just was the person behind the power. She pushed the power, but then it becomes this point 
where I'm going to go for it myself. And that's where the story picks up now. Right. But you said you are going to show flashbacks back to when they were in the White House. Yes. Before. That'll be... <laughs> weren't supposed to give that away yet no no i think it's fine it's just that yeah. you know uh, it's a, a mixed bag to be yeah. the first lady i think i think it's um i i i don't understand why anybody would want it it's so difficult i think yeah. and it's hard work any single moment you know the fact that the media loves the gaff so no matter what happened the other 24 <laughs> hours of the day right one small thing suddenly oh, gets repeated true. over and over and over yeah and i think a lot of good people would quit if they were in politics and go, yeah. i don't need this shit i guess you know? we have to be gaff proof yeah we're gonna go into politics or the rest of us have to say people do make yeah. You know, small mistakes, it's not a big deal. Stop feeding this back to us yeah. as if it's news. Yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, the other part of this, though, and I, I find it so interesting, when the whole family is together, they talk one way in public, but then when they get behind, and I wonder, like, when you're in that kind of power, do you almost start to look at the 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 rest of the citizens as if they're rubes? Like, we have to go in and talk to you one way, and then when we get behind closed doors, we can say what the actual truth is. You know, I, I, I guess I have a more a simple view of that. I think that people are so high-functioning in their jobs, but it's much more difficult to be high-functioning and clear mm -hmm. in your personal life. So I think that you see someone like Elaine be very effective in a world crisis, and she comes back and her mother screams at her, and my son is, you know, having a breakdown, what have you, and I right. have no clue. So I think that it's, I, I don't think it's a, about us being better. I think, in fact, when you see the family in the privacy of their own living room, you just go, oh, my God, this family's just like us. Right. But they don't let on that when they're in public, you know. I mean, like there has to, there becomes a public way of acting, and then a private way, That's which true. is Be something else. Because they've been in the bubble, as they call it. Yeah. Um, and it, I think because of what happened in the bubble, they become very protective of whatever's going on in the family, good or bad. And, yeah. And the press is, I guess, a group to be feared, especially when it's, you know, uh, um, represented by someone uh, like Susan Berg, played by Carla Gugino, who made a, won a Pulitzer by exposing my ex-husband's, uh, you know, philandering and made me a target because I stayed with him. Yeah. And then there seems to be a connection between you two that's going to kind of change that... Um, because again, why do we reward people to of writing the gossip part of it rather than breaking down the real important stuff? We're not, it's almost as, as consumers, we don't care about the important stuff. We love the gossip stuff. I don't you know, know that that's true. I think that you can only take so much gossip, you know, um, I think it's easier to understand the gossip. It's mm -hmm. pretty simple facts. And a lot of what's going on in the world is somewhat overwhelming. Um, but I, I, I really don't think that people are interested in that. It's just that, um, you know, look at people listen to Sirius and people, you know, mm -hmm. listen to NPR. I mean, people are desperate for the other kind of entertainment and, you know, for information. I think that's really true. It's very hard to find straight news these days. And, um, uh, to to have a, a story covered properly. So I think that that's um, 
I think that we're interested in much more than, than gossip. It's just the gossip is always in our face. Have you always been a political person, even when you were younger? Was politics interest you? or You know, my father ran Rockefeller's campaigns mm-hmm. in New York State. And, um, and, and even I, as a uh, teenager, uh, uh, campaigned for Rockefeller uh, in the state and um, actually against Nixon. when I, I worked on Capitol Hill when I was in college. Um, but I think I've always been much more cause or issue related than right. candidate related. And so I've been to Washington over, uh, well, for a long time now just to talk about different things that are important to me. Well, cause related stuff seems to be so more effective than getting involved in a political party. You know, like if you could just push parties, we have trouble working back and forth between party lines now more than any time during my life i, I don't, think that's true i, I don't think, remember when it was this bad i know i i think that parties are sort of having identity crises but the one thing that i i'm pretty sure of uh is that you know the democrats still represent the best chance for people uh to to uh to the the best chance for people to receive more of the support and um, rights that they deserve. And the Republicans are still the party of big business. Mm. They may feel that that trickles down, but um, I have yet to see that. Well, they sometimes I think they do a more effective simplifying of the, the job for people, where they'll tell people at home less taxes and that's all people mm. need to hear. Uh, for some reason, there are a lot of people who certainly aren't um, in the 1% who seem to be voting for those people and feeling like, hey. And I think it's because it's a nice, simple message where the Democrat message is very, very complex. I think that's true. I think we have a lot of work to do on on who we are and what mm. we stand for. And what's interesting about political animals, we really don't talk about political parties. It's, it's much more, um, you know, you have scenes in the Situation Room, uh, you have scenes at the, at, in the Oval Office, and it's much more about what's going on in the world and the impact it might have. And... Um, decisions that need to be made and yeah. and how are you going to make those decisions based on what's politically advantageous for you or what's right and so it's interesting there are a lot of you know there are some very good stories coming up in this series well you never know once you get elected what you're really going to be working on you know you might have moved in they're like oh this is going to be about education but then, uh, you know, a bomb gets dropped and you become a war president. Exactly. Uh, you never know yeah. what's going to uh, happen. That's true. Um, for you, working on a series after doing film for so long, is it a different experience? Is it faster? Is it? It's very, very different. It's yeah. not necessarily faster than, say, doing an independent film. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is that films are very much a director's medium. And the the shape of the story is pretty economical. It's going to tell one story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the series, what's interesting is it's much more... It's much more like a growing organic thing. Right. I think the writers like to see what's happening between the characters and then they'll maybe write more for that aspect of the story. So it's it's very much in flux. It makes it quite exciting to get the new script every week. It is um 
We have the most wonderful cast, Karen Hines, Ellen Burstyn, my two sons, Sebastian Stan, Jimmy Woke, and the wonderful Carla Gugino. Um, we just have an excellent uh, group, and it's been really fun. Well, the, the change has been made that you can work in both now. At one time, I remember when we were younger, you had to make a choice between TV and film. I and think, yeah. uh, now there's all kinds, of, particularly once you get off the networks, once you get off the networks, there's all kinds of opportunities, I think, work uh, opening up in TV. I think that's true. And, and, you know, the irony is that, of course, nowadays people are going to see something on a huge home screen or right. a tiny iPod. And it doesn't matter what medium you make it for. It's going to end up in the kind of device of their choice. And I think that's really exciting. And for me, you know, if you want to use a restaurant analogy, it was very clear suddenly to me as an audience member as well as an actor that – Cable's where the top chefs are working. Mm. That's where the hot writers are. That's where the most exciting work is being done. And um, I didn't have a chance to go to my agent, oh, I want to work in cable. This happened very coincidentally, um, but I was very delighted to get this opportunity because it's really like after a couple of years of salads, suddenly I was given this big juicy steak. Yeah. And you you weren't expecting this to come along? This, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So it wasn't even that this was written for you, that it was already out there? Or? Oh, gosh, no. I think if someone was going to write something for me, it would be like some mountain woman in Alaska. <laughs> you know? I don't think it would have been a secretary of state. Um, James Cameron says you're going to come back and do more avatars, even though... Didn't I, I changed. I, you know, you saw something happen to me, yeah. but was it death or was I morphed? Who knows? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to have time to do both of those? Because I, th I thought he was going to shoot three avatars at the same time. And I'm also doing a play at Lincoln Center. So it's really? like crazy time here. What are you going to be doing at Lincoln Center? I'm going to be doing the new Christopher Durang play, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. He's terrific, man. Oh, you He's... have to come and see it. It's yeah, a I will. wonderful play. Uh, it's so great to have you stop by. Political Animals. Uh, it's on USA. That's uh, Sunday, July 15th, 10 o'clock, 9 p.m., Central in USA. Go to politicalanimals.tv and the Twitter is at Political Animals. It's so great to have you stop by and congratulations on this. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here. I listen to you guys all the time. So thank you thank so you. much. I'll see you next time. Great. This has been the Ron and Fez Show. If you missed any or all of it, or you crave the comfort of listening to sounds that are familiar to you, that'll bring you back to your childhood earlier today, check out the Ron and Fez replay. Weekdays at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. XM 105, Sirius 206, the Open Anthony Channel.